Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, where today we have a very, very special uh, emergency transmission due to the fourth member of Scottcast, Elon Musk, making considerable headlines. Uh, yeah, did you, did you, and today to discuss this, I, I had to get somebody who who knows Elon personally, at least, you know, in a way a stalker might online. We're basically best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we got David the dog. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Feeling musky. Feeling a little musky. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty musky too. And I got to say, um, if if you are if you're if if you've been following the the trend of musk on Scottcast, uh, the the pro musk, the anti-musk the amoral musk the a musk if you will uh you know that it's been a kind of a rocky road for musk sometimes he's lauded sometimes he's prosecuted here but uh, today i gotta say my my opinion of him is taking full shape and i'm so excited to share it with everybody but it's got to be through the lens of this interview he did with joe rogan yeah so So i guess if people haven't watched that should they should they watch? Do they need to watch it before they they? I mean, should they watch parts of it or? I mean, you're going to get all the info you need from Scottcast, so you might as well just do it here. I mean, we're all even right. doing it the same way, pretty much as they did. <laughs> we basically recreated their whole scene. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I I do like their little the Rogan setup though. He just has so much crap all over his table, mm-hmm. and we have these you know he has these exotic things that you can just kind of look around and start touching and feeling. But what's that? And it actually led to some pretty cool moments with musk where you got to see the childlike wonder on his face as he got mm-hmm. to marvel at these crazy items that rogan just had laying around yeah that's that's the wonder of joe rogan it's all very it's very naturally conversational like he works i feel like he works very hard to make sure that his guests feel like they're just sitting down and having a good conversation and you could tell by the way elon musk would be in the middle of a thought and then he'd be like oh look at the samurai sword <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't this crazy this is great just enough add to just spice things up yeah but yeah, it was cool. There was parts where they just, you know, they stopped and, and, and we're going to talk about all the, all the parts of their conversation where they went over, you know, what topics they had on. But it was just funny to watch two guys sitting down, you know, you got this big, you know, like this big influencer of Rogan and they got like this big uh, influencer Musk meeting together mm-hmm. and just sitting down. This is the first time they ever like met in person. And you could tell there was that like tension almost at first. It was like. You know, they sat down and, you know, Joe probably was hanging out with them beforehand. And I know Elon showed up with like a flamethrower and was like, hey, what's up? And, well, like 100 yeah. percent Elon Musk has to be coming into this interview super nervous because of all the media attention he's been getting, all like his Twitter things. He's basically clearly uh, doing the Joe Rogan podcast, this casual two and a half hour uh, podcast with a very uh, curious and uh, fair minded person because he wants to clean up his image. He's clearly that's the motive. Is he like he's trying to put himself as a person but out it, there? But that's, it's a little different though than when you're normally trying to clean up your image because this is like this is Rogan's realm here, and in like in a two two plus hour interview, it's kind of hard to always you know like when you're being interviewed for a short little clip, it's hard to get a good feel for a person. But I feel like one of the things I like is just you know it's it's just he just wants to he's like. He just wants to have a good conversation with you. He doesn't have an angle. He doesn't have any any other thing than he wants to ask. Like Rogan wants to ask a bunch of cool questions, right? And they just wants to have a good time. And and like so, it's like yeah, Talk I'm about sure chimpanzees. 
Yeah. Talk about, <laughs> you're not afraid. So that's, that's the beauty of it is they're not afraid to just dive all in our, go on a tangent on any given topic. And the pressure is often Musk. Musk, he doesn't have to talk about if stuff if he doesn't want to. You can just talk about, hey, what's that cool samurai sword you have on your table? Let me look at this knife. Let me look at this. Yeah. Whatever. So the conversation itself is good, but like, yeah. you know, uh, he's, you know, everybody's thinking, because it's one, it's a live podcast. It's it's not done and recorded, and then you know you go over it to see. Oh, maybe we should delete that. Oh, it's maybe uncut. we should do that. It's completely uncut. It's broadcast live to hundreds of thousands of people, and uh, then published for millions to listen to. Yeah. And a lot of like it's a the Joe Rogan podcast is probably the most popular podcast there is. Right. That does regular just uninterrupted kind So of there's no pressure for Rogan, but for Musk it was like Incredible going into that. But it's like, you know, I think I feel like there was all that tension and the, there was a little bit of the awkward first ten you know, the the first meeting kind of tension. But once they got into it, it was like, you know, the conversation started to flow like like That's it the magic of Joe Rogan. It's great. So you got to see him kind of drop down his guard a little bit. I obviously he knows he's being he's on, you know, he's in a, on a podcast in front of millions of people. I mean, it had like two million hits on the first day alone when I was watching it. There was already like two million I'm sure they got even more now. Oh but, yeah. Oh plenty now. Yeah. So, but it was just cool because it was, uh, it was, I feel like if, if he can get Musk back on again, like you'll see even more sides of just, you know, who that it, you really do get to see what a person's like when you're on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. yeah. More so than you would see in any other form of media, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to talk about what they talked about and give our take on it. And also the, the media reaction was, was Oh, the media reaction is where oh, I'm going to go off the rails. Yeah. I've got so much to say about the media. Like, Oh, I've, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like, it's, it's getting to the point where I've like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost developing an, an, an antique. I'm developing like an antagonistic reaction to the way, not like the mainstream media, like people are saying in politics, but like just the way, uh, like the zeitgeist echoes things and like what they let influence people. Because so like, as people like to think, I feel like that, uh, the zeitgeist is just, Oh, everyone talking. And if everyone's talking about it, that's what everyone's thinking, but they never take into account spin of the story. Right. But you know what? That's why you got to, it's cool to, I mean, well, then maybe, but you can still trust ScottCast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, we were like, I was just about to say you should watch the source what? and watch and take your interpretation. And a lot of times you don't get that and people don't want to watch a two plus hour podcast, but we did. You and I, you watched the whole thing, yeah. right? And we're going to make a two hour podcast reacting to it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it under two hours, Scott. That's right. Just like, just like Joe. We can, yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Oh, another bit of news. This is the first podcast from the, the new Scott cast headquarters. Which is why we have to keep it under two hours, because all my SD cards are packed away somewhere. Right. <laughs> Down to the last SD. Yeah. So I got a two gigabyte deal I found, and that's that's what we're working with here. Um, so we, that's... It's, but it's fun. I, we, this is a, it's a nice studio. It's, there's no flies, as far as, like, right now. Got some good leg room. A lot of leg room. Yeah. It's very it's open. Good. Yeah. It's, it's good. So this is the environment we're potting from. We have uh, a stand-in for the sword that was in. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, I should probably explain yeah, what's like, on the table right now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I was getting ready for for Halloween this year because it's it's coming up. It's September right now, mm-hmm. and I just so happened right before I came over here, I got my uh, my lightsaber delivered. So Ooh. I, you I, sent me a picture. It was it was stunning. Yeah, uh, perfect. You you chose Jedi blue. I did blue. I'm a I'm a blue guy. I like everything's blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the headphones that we're monitoring using this oh, audio right I'm now are blue. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can leave that on. It's good. It's comfy. Yeah. So I don't want to sweat all over them. But yeah, I got a I got a Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, well, it's a Luke's. It's not. It's not Obi Wan Kenobi. It's Luke Skywalker. But this thing's pretty sweet. Um, it looks really cool in the dark too. But it's basically just made the exact specs of the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. So. You want to see it? You want to try it out? Yeah, give it a give. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do it here, Scott. Here, so right. the, here's the button right there. Just it's it's no three hundred or five hundred year old katana like they did. <laughs> but here, go get in that black button there. Oh yeah, it's Just like hit, a five hundred day old. Uh, ooh, 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 yeah. Wave it around a little bit. Yeah, make some sound effects. Give it a whoosh. Here, smack my hand as hard as you can. <laughs> that's amazing isn't that cool I love that yeah I know she so just admire the craftsmanship it's cool that nerds can do this kind of thing alright so like what kind of like what kind of uh, what kind of what kind of force can that thing take like can you like use that in a beating like turn it on and have all the sound effects going yes. while you're beating an intruder to death this is my man child's wet dream here so this okay. is like when me remember me me and Mosier back in the day mm-hmm. used to choreograph lightsaber fights and just for hours just practice and we would write it all down and like rehearse it. Broomsticks. No, we would use polycarbonate rods. What? <laughs> Those things could take a beating. How old were you that it's, you were able to obtain like polycarbonate? Mosier rods. got them from some site up <laughs> in China or something. I don't know where he got it from. And that's what this is. This is actually a polycarbonate material that can take a beating. You can go full. Oh, really? You can go full contact with that. It lights up and stuff. And you, so I thought it was like just a thin tube of glass. I was waving it around just here, and I was realizing it was getting close to the wall. And I was like, oh, shit, I almost broke David's new thing. <laughs> no, that's the thing is like, I mean, we could go out on the streets of Hamtramck being a Avenger right Ooh. now with the lightsaber. Oh, I think of all the copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> well, How I'm many different... Pro- oh, wait, it's all Disney, actually. It's all Disney under the umbrella. Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns... Uh, Lucas Films, uh, right. Star Wars. It's perfect. So, uh, like Howard Eisner, what's his name? The Disney guy. We we never actually came we never actually it. looked him up. Oh, and we got criticism for our Scott cast. We did. Uh, you shown with flying colors. Everybody loved you. About Disney or about what was it? No, about but that was the thing. The Star Wars thing, though. They oh, were the like, rant. that's when everyone was just like, oh, time to take a siesta. <laughs> like, I thought you would cut that out. I was surprised. I was just listening to it on the way here. Uh huh. Because I just it was just released a, f- a few days ago or whatever, but I was just listening to it. I was surprised you left our Star Wars rant in there. We yeah. could rant all day about Star Wars. Yeah, and it turns out we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, people don't want to hear our take on Star Wars. No, it, there's too many takes on Star Wars is the thing. It's not that our take was bad in particular or good in particular is is the thing. It's just that, that uh, normal distribution is so huge and massive of Star Wars talk that we just get lost in the sea of, you know, white guys talking Star Wars. 
It's you should not, have brought a black guy into the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. We need a, um, not even the fourth member. Elon Musk could help us with that. Right? Neil deGrasse Tyson could, though. Oh, jeez. Hey, the fifth oh, member of ScottCast. <laughs> oh, you know, God. I got to talk about my fanboy. You, you, you keep trying to bring up Neil deGrasse Tyson. Actually, I had this guy I was working with today, and he was like, he said he used to work for NASA. I just met this guy for the first time today, one of my clients at LA Fitness. Uh, I guess I just gave away where I worked at, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Go find David. <laughs> I had to clarify because I work a couple jobs. So, um, and he said that I was like talking about when Neil deGrasse type, because I looked at his phone case and I went, oh, I was like, I like your, your, I was like, do you have a galaxy? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, we have a galaxy on, you know, he had like a, the, the star a, a constellation on his phone. And he was like, oh, yeah, I used to work for NASA. I was like, oh, really? I was like, well, Neil, you know what Neil deGrasse Tyson does? He doesn't have a case on his phone. He went on to Joe Rogan, and he was showing how he twirled around his phone without a case. Did you see yeah. that one? Well, right. I heard Elon Musk talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what was funny? That was the, one of my favorite parts of the interview for, for when, when Joe Rogan predicted that Elon Musk didn't have a case on his phone on the basis that Apparently, this is like a tier, an echelon of people that don't have cases on their phone. They can afford to not, I guess, drop their phone, but it's not just that. Oh, look at you, Scott. Scott doesn't have a case on his phone. <laughs> I was influenced a little bit. Well, it, what actually happened with me is uh, uh, my uh, setup right now for TV. I don't have a TV now because it broke during the move. Oh. But uh, I can have a computer monitor and something to hook up the audio to, but the audio won't fit plug if won't you fit. plug it in. I know. So I take it off, but now I like it like this. If First world audio problems. I know. Well, see, I would do the same thing. I used to be the same way, but I, I just don't like having my wallet. So I actually have those little, I have a, it's called a card ninja. Mm-hmm. This is. We should be sponsored by Card Ninja now. <laughs> Every time we mention a brand. Um, I think whoops. we're approaching sponsorship wrong. We yeah. keep mentioning brands. I mean, it's a little $10 thing. Before they pay us. I know. It's a little $10 thing you can get, and it just sticks right onto the back of your phone case. And I put all my credit cards, and it makes it a lot easier to steal everything I own in one place. It's great. Right. Well, you know, and then, then you know to cancel everything. Well, I know when we went out and got, got this whiskey that we're drinking. Because? You tapped that one thing. That's right. And you couldn't have done that. When you paid, Scott, like, tapped. He tapped that, right? I tapped it with the phone. I used <laughs> the phone. I did the NFC payments. Right. It's And I, it's linked right to my PayPal, which is great when you're a freelancer because a lot of people like to pay through PayPal. Okay. And if you And if you get paid through PayPal... And if you uh, and if you pay with PayPal, that's all money that's not um, uh, in- interest isn't taken out of by PayPal. So there's no charge for it. None of it will go to Elon Musk. None of it goes to Elon. Right. I know he sold, well, he sold it a lot, long time ago. Yeah, he, he yeah he but was part of a, still. the PayPal thing. Wait a minute. I think I think somebody was yelling at me earlier for misconstruing uh, Elon Musk's contribution to e-commerce. And to them, I say, screw you. Well, whoever they are, yeah, screw those guys. You know, it, it, it was an indelible mark. Sure, he wasn't the sole architect, but he was... Well, he's never the sole anything. You're no. the face of the company, though. Yeah. You know? You're the... You're the... I mean... He's the spirit of the company. Right. That's like expecting Elon Musk to literally be doing everything for all the companies that... He's just, he is one guy. And that's something they mentioned on Rogan, was, you know, like... How do you do everything? Yeah, how does he how does he accomplish everything? How is he so productive? Well, he probably delegates. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a bunch of guys like like he said for his Tesla thing. They're like, how do you 
how do you add a feature like that into your car? You talked about some cool little Easter egg that was in the car. Right. About that let it like turn into this awesome disco Like a dancing party. robot. Uh, yeah, like your whole thing was dancing. Your whole car was dancing. And mm-hmm. he's like, somebody, some engineer or some, some, some person or whatever said, hey, I think it'd be cool if we made the car dance or whatever. And he's like, go for it. Right. That's what you do, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, yeah. His his business is him hiring a bunch of smart people, and a, th- a thing about him is that uh, that I wanted to mention a little bit later uh, mm-hmm. is that he's he's not necessarily a CEO in the traditional sense because he's very much on the ground floor. So like while we do get this image of him being the guy, um, while we do get this image of him being the guy that's like, very hands-on, like he's building these Teslas himself, and, uh, and to an extent that's true because he's always very much in the engineering aspect of yeah. things. Much more so than other CEOs, probably. Oh, 100%. But not like he's so. actually mm-hmm. doing most, everything Most CEOs himself. have no idea how their product works. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're just, yeah. They, right. they know what what's good about the product. They know how to sell the product. They know how to manage the company that's building the product. But do do they necessarily know how the product works on a technical basis? Not necessarily. Uh, but Elon Musk, on the other hand, he's the guy who's like his idea is he want what he he's a very engineering mindset kind of guy, and I very particular uh, point about that that we're gonna make when we talk about the media reaction. Okay, but before so, we talk about the media okay. reaction, we gotta talk about what they were talking about, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so you want to go over the react the. Knee jerk yeah. reaction to yeah. the Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you feel about the interview? Watching it, like being being pro Musk, being I love Musk, loved what he does. What What was your experience like watching this uh, two and a half hour conversation with the fourth member of Scott Cast? Yes, as he has been now dubbed the fourth member. That's right. Sabelle actually Dave. dubbed him that independently of any of us. So that means it's true. Right. When an outsider becomes an insider, that's when. I don't know. I, I, I feel like that could... Someone else finished that quote for us. Running the top <laughs> for scottcast at gmail.com. Finish that quote. When an outsider becomes an insider, a family is formed. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. So, um, yeah, no, I was excited when, they, when it came out because I was really excited because I liked the format of his show, of, of Rogan's show. So, I wanted right. to see the uncut... Um, unfiltered, you know, just Musk. Obviously, he was on the show, but I wanted to see, like, what, where, where they would even go. Like, what, what topics would Rogan even ask about? What is he, what is he interested in? And I was, I was surprised. Um, well, first of all, I was kind of surprised because, you know, before the podcast, they probably got to know each other a little bit. Um, I know Musk showed up at the flamethrower and just said, mm-hmm. "Here you go, Rogan." So it was kind of cool. It was like, it was, it was almost like, um two generals meeting on the battlefield and they weren't necessarily fighting each other, but it was like they were exchanging. It was an, it was a generals on the battlefield is what you got. (laughs) It was a, it was like an alliance had formed. Okay. Like these two big guys, big, big influencers from completely different fields came together and they talked and there was an exchange, right? They, uh, like they they gave each other a lot of stuff, like gifts. It's like watching Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix play on the same stage. Except, well, okay. Doesn't that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. But they're both musicians and they're both, you know. Well, sure, but it's like the meeting of the minds and it's like, okay, so like you respect Joe Rogan as a mind. You respect Elon Musk as a mind. Right. And and watching them have a full conversation like that together, particularly when one of these people uh, doesn't have these conversations in public. 
like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, you'll see him on talk shows all the time. He's on Twitter talking all the time. He's, he's got shows. He's got everything because he's an entertainment figure. Whereas Elon Musk, he's a business magnet. We're uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what when you were saying. He was not a traditional a CEO in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be viewed as just the, some CEO, the face of the company, too. But he says he, he just he is like a magnet of different companies. Like he says he doesn't want to be a he wanted them to change what it says on Wikipedia about him. And it's just right. And they couldn't do that because it was locked. But he said, I'm a, I'm a business magnet. Like I'm not a magnet like, you know, like someone. Not M-A-G-N-A-T, right. but M-A-G-N-E-T. Right, which was interesting. Like, I felt like we gained some good insight into the psychology of Elon Musk, especially near the end. What's mm-hmm. funny about, you know, they talk for like over two hours, but it's always at, you know, it's, it's always like Rogan at, at first just starts asking random questions about just like, you know, certain topics. Have you ever topics. seen chimps? Right, <laughs> yeah. They talked about chimps and the brutality of chimps and being a simulation. I, want, I do want to talk about that stuff later. Mm-hmm. But it... It took him two hours before he kind of really opened up. And that happens a lot on the Rogan podcast. He wears you. It's not like he wears you down, but he gets you to eventually, you know, you've been comfortable. You've been sitting there for two hours and it's like, whatever, you know, you've been drinking, you've been drinking some whiskey, you had a good time. And then next thing you know, you're, you're lighting up a joint and just <laughs> having a good time and just, and just talking about love. You know, love and just, the answer, man. Love is the answer. I liked how it's like, okay, we'll get there. We'll get we'll get to the climax later. Yeah, we'll climax I, later. But I just liked how it, he got must open up. It took two hours, but he talked about his childhood. Mm-hmm. He talked about, and that's the stuff we were wondering earlier, right? Mm-hmm. When when Ian was on here, we were wondering how did this band come to be? Exactly, and we were talking about how did he feel and, and we'll yet, some tick. musk actually said when he was a child he felt different he felt strange and he felt like he was insane and if he had told anybody about how he couldn't shut off all these ideas in his head they thought they were going to throw him in the loony bin mm. and that's in south africa loony bin i don't know if that's worse than america probably probably let's just assume it is it's africa <laughs> let's just go there so i liked how we got some insight into the psychology near the end there after they were done talking about the talking shop you know how's tesla how's all this stuff by the way is it here's a samurai sword isn't it cool and then boom next thing you know they're talking about these deeper topics so mm-hmm. and i thought at the beginning there was a lot of tension like there was some awkward like brogan gave um, musk a chance to just kind of talk and he was just sitting there and it was kind of like are you going to talk? And then it was like, so Rogan kept, you know, going on and on. But at a certain point, they started talking about these real deep topics like AI. And these, I want to talk about these topics too, because they're really interesting. They're mm-hmm. related to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So that was my take on it. I liked how it went. Eventually it started off a little slow as is thing, you know, as is most podcasts with Rogan. Right. And then by the end, you got some really good, like insights right so. like i never really detected the slowness because i was uh listening to it um while i cleaned up my old old scottcast headquarters yeah you know because i had to clean it up and like so i was listening to the the musk musk cast uh then checking it out and so like ever i was cleaning i was uh wiping floors down i was making things shiny making things smell like lemon scented goodness spackling you know all you know the whole nine yards and 
so I never really notice any slowness. Plus, my podcast player deletes silences a lot of the time. So, it, it, so podcasts just naturally always sound like just clip, 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 clip. Podcast? Do you want to say what you use to listen to podcasts, or is that another unsponsored uh, plug here? <laughs> yeah, because it is a paid thing. But I do okay. use I use Pocket Casts for my pod, podcast listening. Okay, uh, it's like a three dollar app or something like that. It just, it's oh, just so it, just, it's just it nice deletes app. if it detects a silence, it'll delete it. Oh yeah, yeah, it can, yeah. So it's so instead of like listening to a podcast and then having to deal with the, it basically corrects what most people don't correct. Go correct. Like for Scottcast, I do the work for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 clip things up for yeah, you. Yeah, people don't realize too. It's like I mean, even just setting this stuff up and you know, like. Today we're in Sunningham Tramick, but the last mm-hmm. couple times we've been doing remote podcasts, and it's not quite the same. I mean, I can't see the exact reaction and wrist f- movements as Scott pours himself another glass of whiskey here, you know. <laughs> and it's just a little different, you know, when you're doing it in person. Yeah, but yeah, and you keep you keep commenting on things five seconds back and. And mentioning things are five seconds back, and it's like, who cares if things are five seconds back? Hey, I care. It was weird <laughs> at first. I was like, it's it was just strange. Like I said, you were like yelling at me, and then I would see the the second wave of like <laughs> hand gestures. At You're me, too so. easily distractible. Maybe we for our remote podcast, we need to forsake the visual and and go for just the audio, and then you know we could be in our underwear and stuff like that. Maybe. Which has always been a dream of mine. To... I just like being able to be like this, where I hold up one finger and I say, Jeff, give me one feck. <laughs> I just need you to shut up for five seconds. <laughs> you need that for me. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, did I ever get that? I don't remember I it. I, don't th- I think you were too subtle with it, or I wasn't looking. Nope. Okay. So, yeah, but it's nice in this... this sl- I, I would say this location here is even slightly more sunny part it's a lot more sunny it's bigger windows uh very bright white walls uh, light wood floors you know maybe we'll have some photographs and stuff like that with when special guests show up you know like like elon musk yeah like us and a fourth member just like having a little (laughs) bro hug and i think elon might be afraid of podcasts at this point but (laughs) whatever man you know I, I, it was funny. He did a interview right before that. I was watching on some other guy's YouTube that he did right before Rogan's podcast. That guy is uh, he's a busy man. You know, he's just all all over the place, and yeah. I think he's opening up to. I would love to see him on a second interview because we're going to talk about what they talked about. But I would love to see what the second follow up is that because you would love to see them talk about what we talked about them talking about. I would love to see. <laughs> I would love to talk about them talking about what we talked about them talking about you know what yeah. i'm saying you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> what you talking about <laughs> okay. i know what you're talking about them talking about us talking about them <laughs> people Wolf don't like <laughs> okay <laughs> hamtramck has spoken yeah <laughs> people are yelling at us talking about what we're talking about yeah they're talking about what we're talking about them talking about us talking about it's a lot of talking. Let's talk. Yeah, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about, what they actually talked about. Okay, let's talk about what they talked about. Okay. So first of all, they didn't. what they didn't talk about on the show was much about SpaceX and Mars. I was surprised. There, Not a lot of Mars talk. There wasn't. And that's. I thought for sure Rogan would want to talk about space exploration. So there's actually, I mean, there's so many things to talk about with, with Musk. Maybe he didn't have chance that's true but like out at the same time like this mars and the space exploration is kind of musk's ultimate dream but at the same time it's also his like more far-fetched dream 
I could imagine he'd be totally way more comfortable talking about the electric cars impact on the world, uh, the, the solar panels he makes for the shingles. They did talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And like, and he'd feel much more comfortable talking about these things that have such a practical impact where he's trying to clean up his image, you know, like, and make himself look more or less like a, more, more like a sensible businessman. Uh, like I imagine like he's, he was like, intentionally steering the conversation away from the really far-fetched ideas that that are difficult to prove difficult to to really even grasp conceptually and he stuck to the ones where he, the when things he's doing now there's like what a good hour and a half of tesla talk right they got into the tesla but you know he started with the low-balling stuff or he started with the 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 not so crazy topics first i mean he talked about the flamethrower, right? But that's not really a flamethrower. Yeah, it's not a flamethrower. Like officially spewing, speaking, it's not. Yeah, yeah. You, guys, you can't really sell flamethrowers. Yeah, you can't ship them. Anyways, you can sell them. You just can't ship them. You can't ship a flamethrower. That's what they were saying. Okay, yeah, that's why he said it wasn't really a flamethrower, but it was just a way of them raising money by saying, "Hey, we got twenty thousand flamethrowers, and here's one." That was that was the thing I was talking about. They were there was an exchanging of gifts. I actually. There was a lot. I actually wrote it down because I was interested to see how much they <laughs> so, what did, Oh, and like now it's going to make me look bad because like, what did I give you? Well, <laughs> you gave me that ice for this whiskey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that you bought. <laughs> so, yeah, that was some high quality ice. Cost us like more than we thought. <laughs> right. So, okay. Um, but yeah, so the, the, so it was an exchange. Here's the breakdown, okay? Must shows up. And gives away one of his 20,000 limited edition flamethrowers. There was a limited release of these things. So you can't get it, literally. You can't buy it mm-hmm. anymore. He gives it to Rogan. Rogan gives him some whiskey. Let's him look at his cool samurai sword. Okay, let's him look at all these cool little novelty items, whatever. Eventually, they reach a point after talking about all the <laughs> Tesla stuff. And Rogan actually says, he gets start, he, you can tell he's getting excited. Right. And he's like, he's like, you want this? Done. I'll give you that? Done. Boom. And he's looking over at young Jamie like, this is the best shit. He, was he, what, what was he giving him? He was giving him, he's like, that, that clock that he looked at on the table. He was like, you want that clock? That's a you know, special, so, so-and-so makes this. We're not going to, I'm not going to, I know who they are, but I'm not going to mention it for sponsorship reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, you want that? Oh, what? Screw it. We're mentioning Tesla and all this stuff. Yeah. So... And he says, you want that? Done. And he looked at young Jamie like, I just gave Elon Musk this and they, I, I'm cool. And he was feeling hyped up. Mm-hmm. And then and then he starts getting into the gearheads side of things. He's like, you and I both, you know, he was establishing a connection between them. He's like, he's like, we both are, are gearheads. We both like cars. We both like the tactile feedback you get and the way that the, he's like, I like my way my Porsche feels and you like the way that your car feels. And he's like. Elon says, well, you'll love the, uh, whatever it was, what it was, it was his a personal Tesla. The one that, the one that he drives, I forget what it was. It was I wrote it down, but anyways, Tesla modeled something. It was this sick tricked out model Tesla. That was like, he's like, try that out. And, 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 uh, Rogan was like, all right, I'm going to buy it right there on the, on the air. He basically gave a huge endorsement, a big gearhead like Rogan mm. saying that he'll buy an electric car, which in the past he hasn't supported really. He's, he's been skeptical. I don't know if you've been watching previous episodes and stuff. He's been, you know, joking about it and blah, 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 but he's never actually considered it. And then I think he was waiting to feel what Musk was like. And if he liked Musk, he was going to go out and buy a Tesla. I feel like that's reading a lot into Joe Rogan. 
I th- <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's part of it. Yeah, he says he says if it's really like that, he's like I'll try it out. And you know, he he said he was going to buy this this. I don't know if they'll actually follow through with it. That's the, that'll we haven't gotten to the aftermath yet because it's it just happened. I mean, this we're we're reacting right to this story. It happened. It was uploaded yesterday. It was like our time, Eastern time. It was like past midnight. So it was like he he said that he'd buy his car, the Tesla, and at that point, then they go. You know, they're feeling the connection. It's like. I give you a flamethrower. You say you're going to buy my car. We're drinking whiskey. Hey, what's that? Oh, it holds my weed. Boom, we're puffing a joint together. Oh, Next boy. thing you know. Yeah. Right? There was an exchange. And then there's the screenshot shared around the world. The screenshot heard around the world. That's right. The shot heard around the world. The screenshot. Yeah. Elon Musk uh, accepts uh, blunt from Joe Rogan, uh, a tobacco weed blunt, So, uh, and takes a very quick puff like a politician puff politician puff <laughs> like that's what the politicians say they did <laughs> okay yeah i didn't even inhale yeah exactly because here's the deal with smoking i mean you don't need to be a smoker to understand this if you watch the video right uh when you smoke uh the first part of it there is no smoke because it's in your body duh Right. Science, right? Because science. <laughs> if you if the smoke's gonna work, you it's gonna not be visible for at least a moment. Whereas Musk took it and he basically just just cigar puffed it. Right. Because he doesn't he doesn't have that much experience doing it, and he admitted that. Right. But after all that, guess what happens? I hope that I hope that freaking clock was worth it. Five percent of Tesla's stock dropped. <laughs> I know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Scott. Right before, and I love that Rogan did this. Right before, so it's this is two hours in like I think it's like two hours and five minutes into the podcast, right? Which you know, if he's trying to do this for an image, a public image thing of hey, I'm going to go on there and smoke with Joe, that was not his goal on there. I mean, he wasn't even he actually had texts during it where they said like he was getting texts from friends that said I can't even believe you're swearing. That compared to smoke, the CEO of a company smoking a a joint on Joe Rogan's podcast is huge. So he didn't do it for the public publicity thing, but like it was an organic thing that happened. Like he right. looked, he looked at, it wasn't forced. It was like, he looked at Joe's little hole, holster there and he says, yeah, I got that. You like that? I, I, I thought I could put some joints in there. It only holds one. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do a joint right now. And he does that. And then, you know, Musk is like, he's like, hey, you want to do it? And he just did it mm-hmm. off the cuff. Right off the puff whatever yeah well it was it was a courtesy hit is what that was yeah that's like when you're like hanging out with somebody and like and like they're imbibing right like you know if you're gonna have tea with somebody you, right. you even if you don't want tea you accept a cup of tea right you barely sip it but you you know you, yeah. you have it right yeah you have it and so that's kind of how i viewed it and to anybody who's a discerning stock buyer who's like looking into the performance of a company and if you're actually concerned about that all of that episode should have really Made you feel better about Elon Musk because it's it's clear that he's not a, a a toker joker. You know what I'm saying? He's clearly not some stoner who's just going crazy because uh, a he's talking all about how he doesn't do this normally because it doesn't it just doesn't affect his productivity the way he wants. Yeah, it's the re- he called it the reverse coffee cup. Like he he more likes coffee because it makes him more productive and right. doing you know man after my own whims. Yeah, so he likes he wouldn't want something that's down, you know, like a relaxer because he wants to be hyped up for his work. Right. 
But you know, the part that I liked the most about that exchange, and I think it was a very symbolic exchange, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just love how, I mean, I had this big smirk on my face when Joe, because I was watching the video. I watched it on YouTube. I, I don't ever watch Joe Rogan unless there's video. Like, I love it. Okay. So, because I just like watching the exchange between them, and you could see some nuances. And, you know, I've tried listening to audio podcasts, but I like it. It's just I prefer more if I can get it, right? Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I do end up listening because I have YouTube read and whatever. You know, I can listen in the background if I want to. But I, what I loved about what Joe did was right before he did it, he just, you know, he picked up his, his joint and he's like, and he's like, you won't do this because of them stockholders, bitch. Stockholders. And, and, it's just and like, he was right. <laughs> and he was right. And Elon knew that. You know, who's more hyper aware of his own stock in his company? Than, so he knew what he was doing when he did it. And he said, you know what? Here's the fun old Elon from mm-hmm. from ages of yore where ages of yore yeah where he will he will do fun stuff like I mean this is the this is the Musk that is the Tony Stark Musk right that we talked about the the one that Robert Downey Jr. based his character very off. secure yeah very secure of himself and you know it's it, it stocks go up stocks go down but in the long run his image is what carries the company that's and, right and i don't think you know it's like it's like it's not that he doesn't give a shit about its stockholders it was almost just kind of like yeah i know but like i just like how he had enough balls to just kind of just do it like yeah i, I think I he understands that. the situation and i feel like i have a grasp on kind of what was going on but with the stocks and the story and have you ever heard of the concept of shorting stocks Shorting stocks? No. Okay. When you short a stock, what you're basically doing is you're betting against the stock going up. Yes. And okay, that makes so sense. I, a lot of people, I imagine, are shorting Tesla stocks, right? Because it, Tesla, it's an electric car company. It's very innovative, very weird. It, it, there's a there's a high likelihood just just from those you know aspects. That you know, it's gonna it's 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 gonna be a bubble. It's not gonna be an institution. It's gonna go way up due to speculation. Something's gonna go wrong, and it's gonna go down. But Tesla's been a success. It's been going up. It's been going up. It's been going up. And yeah. there's these people shorting these stocks. So these people are desperate to get that stock down because they need to be able to sell it. Because when you buy, what you do when you short a stock is you basically uh, you you buy. Uh, a stock at a certain price, let's say a hundred dollars, and 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 the the idea is you're borrowing stock uh, from your broker, mm-hmm. and when it goes down, uh, you sell the stock at the lower price and you pocket the difference. Yeah, that's the whole point of owning the stock in the first place. You know, one day you're going to sell it. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. So like the idea is with the short, you're you're uh, you're borrowing and selling at a higher rate, and then. Uh, and then pocketing the difference when you, when you, when, anyway, that's a bad explanation, but <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about. Just, yeah. yeah. I so, just hadn't heard that term. Okay. Right. So, um, my idea is like the big reason why there's so much hysteria, there's so much, all this stuff is there's a lot of people out there with a vested interest in making sure the Tesla stock, uh, decreases in value. And it's very easy to smear, a CEO when when most investors aren't going to go and watch the Joe Rogan podcast, but they they see headlines with Elon Musk smokes weed online. Oh, he's going crazier by the day. Oh my God, he's unhinged. He's now. unhinged now. Like, no, like if you watch the podcast, you no. know then nothing about that conversation was unhinged. Everything was very 
yeah, well spoken. And mm-hmm. I think he presented himself well. And I think in long term, he'll be fine. You know, the thing is, I think he's reached the point where he can smoke a joint, you know? He because, probably should. <laughs> because he should. Well, they talked about the isolation tank, and I thought that was great. I'm actually really interested to see if, because Musk said he was afraid to try it. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see if he actually did it. Actually, you know what I think would be fun, Scott? What? I this Scott is cast isolation? Scott Cast could use a little isolation tank. I had my I had a client today, that same guy who worked at NASA. It was just it was interesting. He 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 dabbles in all this stuff, and he and I mentioned the isolation tank because I mm-hmm. just watched that. I was just thinking about it last night when I watched. I meant, is it an astronaut thing? I have no idea where. I, I don't know. This guy just does everything. He does all of these sort of kind of electrical massage of the brain and. Um, I forget, magnetosphere or something or other, therapy. He does everything under the sun. There's this place I want you and me to check out, okay? I was going to save this for the end, but I'll say it right now. Okay. um, It's called Inception, the place. The place is called Inception? It's place is called Inception. Okay. Is it based on the movie? I don't know, but we're not copyright infringing anything by saying this. Because they're the ones doing it. Yeah, they're the ones doing it. We're not. Skycast doesn't endorse this. We might go there, though. (laughs) (laughs) We might check it out for the viewers. But they have an isolation tank there. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny or fun to do? Scott and I went in the isolation tank and meditated before Skycast and and shared our experiences afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I want to go check this place out. Okay. He was talking about He gave me the name of the place. I'm going to look it up. I I, I mean, this is literally this morning. Like, right before I... Right after go? I effed up my knee, but it's like I was like just kind of talking to this guy. I'm like, how did you make? How did you mess up your knee? All right, I should probably talk about that. So yeah, don't you bring it up? I now I'm curious. Okay, so yeah, I kind of came. I'm feeling good now. I mean, got the, the, the whiskey is helping a little bit. But, there you go. So I was working. With, I was treatment. working with one of my clients earlier here today because when we worked, when you mentioned walking down to the liquor store, because we, you know, Scott and I like to. Uh, we, you wanted to make sure we had the full Rogan-esque experience, so yeah. we wanted to get some whiskey. and I want to get that Elon, <laughs> Elon Rogan we magic. Don't, we don't have any joints, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I turn to Scott. Scott, I'm like, Scott, is this legal? <laughs> like, just like in the Rogan podcast. He's like, yeah, it's legal. <laughs> California? <laughs> Not in Michigan. <laughs> um, Maybe come November. It's on the yeah. ballot. Is it on the ballot? Mm-hmm. Vote, for, vote for it on the ballot so that Scott Cass can have the true experience true Joe Rogan experience that's all we want and and your knee needs it yeah we're not I need it yeah literally and K-N-E-E-E-D I need it that was a bad pun it's terrible so pun. I know but I gotta go for it okay. I'm starting to feel the whiskey a little bit I'm sorry I can, yeah I can so hear the, the whiskey at this point the whiskey's talking <laughs> so when you're okay so I didn't want when you're walking I didn't want to walk down there because of, of my knee but I'm feeling okay now but basically I was working with one of my my patients or sorry, no, this is one of my clients um, that I was working with at LA Fitness. Okay, um, hail to them. Hail, I, I keep on giving them good hail LA observing. Fitness. Yeah, they're they're all right. Whatever, I work for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this one amputee client I have that I was working with, and she uh, wanted to go on this uh, this it's like a cross trainer. It's like an elliptical with with the arm thing, and I've helped her on it before. Her her prosthetic limb will lift up off of the the elliptical and I mentioned how you can strap it down or whatever. And I said, mm. you know what? I'll just, I'll pin it down with my leg. And I've done this before. Oh boy. It's not the first time I've pinned somebody's leg down for my job. Okay. <laughs> good thing you yeah. said for your job, for my job. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but so I did that. And normally I do a little bit of hip external rotation, okay, which, you know, I, I mm. let my knee fall out to my side when I do it. And I figured that's going to tire out my, you know, my, my hips a little bit by doing this. So as I'm talking to her, I... I roll into a hip internal rotation so that my knee is vertical, okay? As mm. the elliptical is going up and around in a circle, okay? Mm. Now, there's a railing that goes along oh boy. the side of oh, for support, okay? So, as I internally rotate my hip to a vertical position, the entire momentum of the, the, the elliptical cross trainer that she's on carries forward and my knee st- comes up and hits the railing and mm. it just basically the top of my knee and the bottom of my foot are the are compressed are, like com- a sandwich compressed completely and c- make it come to a dead stop oh and, and it's it working against it the whole time and that thing hurt oh. <laughs> and uh i have not been i don't get hurt on the job very much i mean like sometimes i i, I hurt my wrist one time trying to catch one of my tbi patients from falling but I mean, it's been a while and man, I was like seeing stars like this thing hurt. Like just imagine all the momentum of someone rolling through this, you know, their, their big leg muscles, right. Making this mechanical machine, which has momentum associated with it. That's it's like a bike, right? Yeah. Okay. But just imagine that bike is very heavy mm-hmm. and has a lot of inertia and moment of inertia and it's going around and just crunched my knees. So I was like limping around the whole rest of the day. I had to, we didn't have a good. Uh, I shouldn't. Uh, whatever. I shouldn't talk badly about our company. Um, the I went to the smoothie bar and I went back there and I made myself an ice pack because they didn't have ice there and stuff. But I made my own little thing and I iced it for the whole. <laughs> I strapped it, and made a because I used. I know how to do that because I. The, it's like an old athletic trainer trick and I used to work in a physical therapy clinic, so I knew how to do that. But God dang, that thing hurt and it was like the whole rest of the day. I was like, I was. I have an ice in it. So, and that's why I was a little slow getting here because, because you were running, I was hobbling around, (laughs) I was hobbling around and going up and down my stairs on kind of one leg. So anyways, so then when I hit, so I, I'm glad I didn't have any knee jerk reactions to Scott, to Musk before, because I wouldn't be able to, it would have been painful too much, too much knee action here. So that's the quick version of the story. Cool. Yeah, we got the I, quick version, but I won't give you more details. Okay, the rest of the so, details are slanders yeah. people. That's just, anyways. So, um, <laughs> why did we mention that? Because you mentioned it. Because you were talking about astronaut. Astronaut. Oh, the guy. Okay, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we need to do the isolation tank. Yeah, I want to see how it goes. Right. Shit. An I mean, isolation tank is like you go in there. What you submerge in water, and the idea is like there's no sensory input whatsoever. Like there's no light. There's no sound. There's no like Daredevil. Anything. What he does when he's uh, in those movies, you know those terrible Daredevil, Daredevil movies. No, I never watched with them. Ben Affleck. Never watched. <laughs> he sleeps ben in Affleck a, as He Daredevil. sleeps in one of those. I think. I, I didn't know what it was back then, but he just you know the because his whole superpower is the auditory, the auditory. Yeah. So he submerges them to get away from that. He submerges his ears in this. Uh, I don't know. He, he sleeps in the one of those tanks, so it blocks out all the input. Okay, let me. Like I saw this on the internet, and I gotta posit it to you. There's a superhero who's blind as a bat and uses echolocation, mm-hmm. and there's a superhero who who uses uh, fine-tuned body bodily training to do stunts and uh, and crazy stuff. One of them's called Batman, and one of them's called Daredevil. Which is which? 
<laughs> you set me up. <laughs> I was like, wait, it sounds a lot like Daredevil, but um, you said what? He, he echolocation, just, echolocation, and he's blind oh, as a okay. bat. Yeah, Daredevil. it sounds more like a bat. Yeah, and then and then there's a guy who's a highly trained physically and uh, like no superpowers, but he's but but he but it's just like he does all these stunts, and that's <sighs> Batman. Well, that's kind of like the Spider-Man debate, you know, too, because like you're asking how much is Batman like a bat. Right? right, but you know what's funny? Oh, it's like, right. well, Batman, spider-like. Okay, so I don't think Batman's that bat-like. Besides the flying thing, okay, like that's more like falling with style. Well, like more about the, it's more about the fear of bats, right? The fear. So he embraced his fear, so he became Batman, just like Elon Musk became AI man, which we're going to talk about. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about. Oh, that's right. Because he talked about the simulation stuff. No, that was really interesting. We're going to talk about that. But you know what's funny is okay. So like you know. This is a whole other podcast. If you want to ask about super superpowers and the physiology behind it, yeah, we, can, we have an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. I do want to. We should talk about that sometime. I love talk. Let's let's do in the future. Let's do a podcast where we talk about superpowers. I would love to talk about that. Okay, about I know what, you texted me about it. It's like and for me, like the premise that you texted, where you just where it's the general query: which ones would you have? How do you think it would affect you? Too many people do that. We already got in trouble for talking about Star Wars. You know what? We need to have a unique That's spin a pod- on this. I, uh, probably a podcast thing, I'm sure. But I would love to give my take on it because I think that... You have we a do- unique take? Well, well, here's the thing. is like There's a lot of... Uh, well, yeah, it's because it's like, what would one would I pick? And what one would you pick, right? Like, based off of us. And you, you mentioned the Hamtramck Avengers. Mm-hmm. And if people don't like you talking about the Avengers, they would have let you know. Well, right? the Hamtramck Avengers are a whole different unit. Yeah, so, like, what would you use to help out in Hamtramck? What superpowers would be relevant? I don't want right? to help out in Hamtramck. You don't want to help them out? No, I don't want to help live them out. You live in sunny Hamtramck. I live in sunny Hamtramck. It doesn't mean I want to be a Hamtramck Avenger. So you wouldn't be. I mean, I might, I might be closer to like, uh, like, like that, like the newspaper editor in Spider Man, J. Jonah Jameson, the guy <laughs> who's great. always talking about how he's a menace. I'm closer to the to that guy being like, these Hamtramck Avengers are a menace, shaking my fist. Yeah, well, you pictures. have to because you didn't spring into action, so you have to yeah, be that I, guy by that, default. Th- yeah, yeah, like everyone thinks they, that they're the hero. Everyone thinks that, like in the same situation, they'd become Batman. Everyone thinks these things, but you know, let's face it: most people don't. Most people become losers, and some people become J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> what you call yourself a loser? What no, I call, no, it's like you know what they say: those who don't do podcast. <laughs> is that what they say no it, those who don't do teach but right oh yeah those saying. who don't do uh those who don't talk do, about people who do on podcasts talk about what the people do podcasting <laughs> is growing as a medium so i i won't i won't be surprised if we get a model like that or a saying attributed to us because of uh the way that we talk about other people doing things while we mostly just talk into microphones okay let's get back to the batman thing you talk okay. about batman so you're talking about echolocation, right? As a superpower? Yes. Yeah, well, that's more Daredevil. The closest, the closest Batman has ever come to using something like echolocation is in the Dark Knight trilogy. Sure. Well, maybe Remember in that? like the maybe in like the comics he did a lot. I don't. Like I don't watch. I don't. I don't, you don't read watch comics. the comics. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch them or read them or smell them or anything. I don't do anything with comics. Okay? I think they have a great smell. I, I would love to. I would love I to go them. to like a like a comic museum. And like have them take them all out of the plastic. I won't touch them, but I want to give them a whiff. Give them a whiff. Yeah, because gold book pop. smell is the best smell. Sabelle gave me a a library candle that smells like old books. Oh, I thought you said gold book. No, old books. I thought it was like gold bloom. 
<laughs> Gold book, Gold Bloop, and check. Yeah, okay, check <laughs> thank you for that because I don't mm. think we would have gotten to Jurassic Park with Elon you're, Musk. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, so, no. Remember in the Dark Knight trilogy, he has the Wi-Fi vision though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like where the, the signal from cell phones, cell phones makes little echolocated. So there you go. It, that, that was the closest I, I've seen from the movie. But it's definitely stuff. not core to his character like Daredevil is. Yeah. Well, I mean, Batman's just kind of like. Whatever you feel like inserting it technology-wise, sure, he could use it. I mean... Yeah, he's, a, he's a captain of Wayne Enterprises. Of mm-hmm. course he's got it. Yeah. Batman. I don't know, man. One of these times we'll talk about Batman versus Superman or some, some typical... No, we should talk about Batman versus Iron Man. Okay. Well, Iron Man shouldn't exist. He should be dead because he can't handle the G-forces of his own acceleration and deceleration in his outfit. Well, but, I'm sure, I'm sure so. if Elon Musk was put to the task... If he had some kind of dampening system that would like get rid of the inertia, the moment of inertia that right, he has, right? And he would. I'm He's sure. freaking Tony yeah. Stark. I'm sure. Yeah, of course he would. You don't think he'd built that into it? I I just he love, put his narcissistic ass in it. I would love to see Elon Musk develop an Iron Man suit. I'm sure he's gonna. I mean, like, it's already in the movies. I mean, it's obviously he hasn't any ties to Marvel and Disney because those are all copyrighted or trademarked or whatever the hell you want to call it. But yeah, why not? You know, it, it's just what I think one of the things from the to get back to the podcast, right. he talked about what's essential for right now. What are what are? Yeah. Like, under- yeah. He was talking about how like they had these planes like Joe Rogan brought up. Oh, what about electric planes or something like that? And and Elon Musk was like, electric planes are not the problem. The, the problem is all the cars on the ground. The problem is what uh, Joe Schmo drives, not what, you know. One out of every two million people drives, but being a plane or a rocket, even less a rocket stuff one like out that. Of a, yeah. One out of a billion, yeah. Like one rocket launch is equivalent to like two hundred fifty minivans or something. I don't know. I don't know the math. What do you? What do you? What is that? What are you talking about? Like as far as carbon footprint or whatever that. Oh, thing. the carbon and footprint it, is terrible. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. But but there's one of them, and then there's there's so many. So he's trying to focus on the. The, the bulk of the problem with these cars. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we develop certain ways of uh, launching people into space without rocket propulsion, then, and if we establish a lunar base, we wouldn't even need to worry about A, the Earth, or B, the amount of energy to escape your own, you know, um, moment of, or your own uh, gravity well. Like, in, like, if we, like, there's all this talk about Mars, mm-hmm. right? But, which they didn't talk about much in the, the Musk podcast. But, you know, we need to establish a lunar base to launch stuff off of. So that's, that's integral to, to being successful on Mars. Not right. just getting people there, but to launch big payloads of stuff. Um, eventually, that's you want to build, you want to mine stuff off of mo- the moon. And then when you, anything that you launch or build there, you can just launch it much more easily because you have one sixth Earth gravity. I watched a movie with Ian Dixon where the moon on the dark side of it, where no one looks, there's Nazis. No one looks? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure no one looks in the dark side. It's too dark. What about the Lizardmen? Well, that's probably where they live. That's probably where they're at, man. You know, like they probably they got their whole base there. They have a Hilton, for God's sake. They're like, what the hell have you guys been doing? <laughs> <laughs> got a gigantic Tyrannosaurus Rex. Talking about payloads, we got freaking Greyhound up here. Mm-hmm. God's sake. Got to pay the price, though. You got to be a lizard. Yep. Become <laughs> us. If you can't beat them, join them. Which brings us to mm. the discussion of the AI that they talked about. Tell um, me about that. So... One of the things that that Elon mentioned was if we can't beat the AI, maybe we should join them, right? So we already have. 
Well, we are cyborgs, and we talked about this on Scott Cask, and mm-hmm. I did mention You did mention Musk. this. I mentioned that because I follow Musk, and I know and Musk's that. already tweeted about it. He's already talked about it uh, probably a couple times. I don't know. I've seen him talk about it at least once. Uh, where we have just low bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the, on the podcast, they talked about if we integrate ourselves with AI, it might Neuralink. Help. Right, with yeah. the Neuralink, right. But what was interesting is that Joe actually asked him, Musk, instead of just talking about it, he's like, are you serious? Like, do you think we're living in a simulation? Do you think it's, 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 it's highly probable? And basically, yes. Simulation. Musk, Musk did think that. Explain the simulation thinking, because like, are we, what are we? Are we Sims? Can I plead to my creator? Like, so does that make religion a viable thing? Is that how the simulator uh, owners are communicating with us? You mean like all hail the simulator? Yeah, like, thing? like yeah, but they establish religions to communicate with us, so they don't blow our minds or get us to break the simulation in some way. You mean like as if a godlike figure made a simulation? Because like, if you make a simulation, like the point of a simulation is that you want the p- actors within the simulation to not know they're in a simulation. Yeah, Jesus Christ superstar, in the case of God, you making a simulation. Boom, okay. There you go. So yeah, so that's so like one you have view to, of it. You yeah. send a messiah, you send a prophet, you right. send you send uh, whatever to come talk to the people. So Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, of a religion where people can be somewhat skeptical and they don't they don't uh, they don't seek out. You know, it's the blind faith argument. It's like if we give everyone blind faith that you know there's a there's an almighty creator rather than a more practical uh, simulation master. You know, is it God or is it just an alien? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I could. I just don't want to digress too far into different. Yeah, topics, that 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 goes pretty far. Yeah, I would just like to talk about the fact that he said he said it's. I don't know if he said like literally it's more probable, but I think that's what he was getting at was. It was very popular. So basically, in I don't the- understand the simulation thinking because okay. that's where my thoughts go immediately. So, like, what is what? Are, what is what's your uh, conception of the simulation? Well, let me give about? you a popular example of the simulation. Okay. Okay. The Matrix. Okay. Okay. So, in that instance, it's the machines in the Matrix give humanity a version to, of of the world to live in. Even though it's the way in the future, they give them this simulation to live in called the Matrix. And it's just they choose 1998, <laughs> and they're more. It's just more fun. Things are more fun in '98, you know. Uh, people are on steroids, you know. You got uh, Mark McGuire swinging them big bats, uh, you know. It's a good year. You think the, Stan- the Red you Wings think- won the Stanley Cup. It's a great year. I mean, if I was in the Matrix, if I if I was a machine making Matrix, the architect. I was if I was that guy. I would uh, I would put it in more like today's era where everyone has smartphones because it's so much easier to influence people these days with with these little so it's more like cyborg aspects of us right like it's not a lot like like it's low bandwidth right like Elon Musk said well what's interesting is the matrix in the matrix it's 1998 but it's still time passes right it doesn't reset every year they don't reset it well, I'm say, sure it's they, well, they must. Well, they're on the seventh. Inter- I don't know how many iterations. I think it's seven or something like that. Of the, they're on the seventh iteration of the Matrix. When like, you is there like an Armageddon event at the at the at the end of these? Uh, maybe iterations? to reset things. Maybe, but yeah, it would be more interesting. But maybe they make it to 2018 and then they reset it. I don't know. Or like, or like, if they reset it just overnight with like no real event and everyone's like a cobbler, 
or something like that. Forget the cobbler thing, man. Just let the, let the cobbler thing go. No, but here's, here's, here's the thing about the Matrix, though. What, 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 what Musk said is that he said whatever it is on the outside, if this is a simulation, whatever it is, it, whatever the substrate, he said, is, it must be very boring. So he said whoever's running the simulation, like he gave the example of, because like I think Rogan just brought up like his kids were playing some virtual reality game. And Musk said, when you play a video game, it's all the best stuff condensed together. Like when you watch a Marvel movie, it's however many hours of footage, they condense it into this cool package. Cool, yeah. So he said that it's more interesting than real life, right? Because real life sometimes is dull and it takes all the exciting parts and condenses it down. So he said, you know, it's like, what if whoever is is making a simulation, if you're making a simulation, you would make it entertaining because you're making it. Why would you make a boring ass? I think life is pretty entertaining. Right. So why would you make a perfect world and why would you make a perfect society where there's not conflict and there's not things to to keep you interested? Why would in you simulate it? utopia? Right. Why would you make everything perfect? Perfect is boring. That's this is a my own per, this is me talking right here cuz I think personally perfection is a boring concept. Well, what, what about it? What perfection in what aspect? All right. Well, if you had the perfect person who always did everything perfectly in the perfect sense, well, what's perfect mean to you? I know. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm not going from a philosophical standpoint. Like, well, well, you need to understand what that means for perfect to be. I'm not going to debate. I'm going to take the the most common uh, notions people have about perfection. Okay, just imagine your perfect perfect life. Perfect. Everything is taken care of for you. You have all the money that you need. You have all the friends and whatever, and all the attention that you would ever need. Okay, everything is taken care of care of for you you have no nothing to do okay because everything is already good why would you need to do anything if something was perfect and i think there's beauty in imperfection mm. i think that I, I wouldn't for example I, I i mean i i wouldn't want to date for example a person who has all their shit together because why not? because they won't cha- wouldn't challenge you there's nothing for me i mean for myself i need to i like helping people and so does musk right I don't know. I like but, to elevate myself. So, like, like I like okay. to, I like to date people and like associate myself with people who are who better I, than you. Who are, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's how you, I get, get a little taste. Of yeah, that gives me a little. Life. Yeah, gives me a, gives me a rung to 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 put my hand on. But think about it this way, Scott. So, say you're writing a novel. Okay, say you're writing a book. Why the the worst thing you could do is to write a perfect character. They have no flaws. There's no conflict. Yeah, for no, a spectator. But like, you're living this. I'm just so I'm saying this from the right of for the writers of the simulation when they're writing their simulation if they write a perfect sim why would they make it perfect there's nothing that they need to do How do you explain me if this is a simulation then because you're perfect yeah well it's got, like what the, what's wrong with me don't ask the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink your whiskey. I need to make There's it one thing. <laughs> drink that. Why do you think we're drinking? <laughs> Stop it. Savage. We need chemical... Uh, we need chemical... Uh, imbalances. We have chemical imbalances that lead us to require uh, salubrious little uh, additions to the cast in order to make a cast. I mean, can't we just talk for two hours straight without... like? Can't we just do it with like a glass of water? This podcast is better with idiosyncrasies. It's better. I mean, you think? just think about uh, what's, gosh, what did they say in Goodwill Hunting? Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. He said it was not for, when, in that character in that movie, when he's talking about his wife, he says it's not, he says it's the little idiosyncrasies in life that make it worth living. It's not if that Robin everything. Williams says it. 
What's that? If, if Ron Williams says it, you should fucking believe it. You know, it. he had his shit together. He did not. But that's the thing. <laughs> he didn't. They didn't. But you know, he was an interesting person. And there's a reason why people are sad that he's gone. It's because he was interesting. And the fact that he was interesting was not because he was perfect. Is that, is that what you think is, is the reason? Like, I, I think if, if you fix all the world's the... problems and all, everybody, they'll have nothing to do. Nobody will have anything to do. Nobody will need help. Why would we even lift a finger to do anything? What do you think? Do you think maybe humans just need need to recognize something as a problem? Like we're inherent, like because like problem solvers. We're inherent problem solvers. We're inherent and in, in like because we're also inherent like somewhat imperialists. Like ever since you know coming out of the basin of civilization, right? Okay. Uh, we've we've been spreading. We've been adapting. We've been uh, taking out our competition. We grew up as a species uh, coming out of another species that invented the basics of our existence. They invented cooking uh, tools and all that yeah, stuff. Fire and tools is what fire we Fire and tools. Yeah they, yeah. they invented fire and tools and then we killed them and then we took over their territory and then we killed everybody else that was closely associated with us, took over their territory. So we, we seem, we, we're, we're, we're a creature with a hammer and we, all we see is nails so do you think that maybe we are living in a perfect situation and the perfect situation is the fact that we see all these nails? Yeah. Um, you definitely need nails yeah, to, to find purpose. Right. I mean, if you're trying to define what's happiness, I mean, that's a loaded question from a f- philosophical standpoint. I don't really like to delve into philosophy because I think it's, it's, it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't actually go into that's, I don't want to go into Jordan Peterson. I just I and Sam Harrison, those kind of guys, they, they just bug me. We can't, we can't steal too much from Joe Rogan's podcast. I, I know. No, 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 no. I just you don't like Jordan are, Peterson. What, what about what about Jordan Peterson? Bugs no, no, you? I Jordan, don't want to talk about them. Don't don't do this. But I want to know what she bugs them about. You. We will talk about that later. I'll, I'll tell you off of the podcast if you want to know. But um, okay. Um, that's not it. That's not what I want to talk I'm about. Ex- oh, oh, I, mean, I, I just you're, you're making the Rogan mistake right now, where he, where he gets a guest on there and he says, "I don't want to talk about this," and he say, "Well, let's talk about it." I don't know if that's a mistake. <laughs> I think he does that on purpose. Sometimes, no, I, that's the only. There's two instances where I've seen Joe Rogan look like an ass, and one of them is when he he looks at, like an ass, but what follows sh- is gold. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like, like. I, I can't remember who the guy was, but there was one time he invited a guest on there onto his show. And they said, the one thing I don't care about, I don't want to talk about is like legalizing pot or something to do along with pot. Because, you know, Joe, Joe Rogan is a big Who is the guest? mushroom and pot and, you yeah, know, yeah. psychedelic well, guy. Yeah, I mean, like if you bring it up, but if he you tell it, someone not to think of a pink elephant, what do they think of? A white elephant. <laughs> yeah, that's plot twist. Don't stroke my lightsaber, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Don't you forget your place. All right. <laughs> Sorry, David. Don't make me light up my lightsaber, son. I started poking you too much. I must look like a Joe Rogan-level ass right now. We could talk about it. Just give the... Let it be its own thing. Okay. I, I, I just don't... I. It doesn't mean I don't want to talk about philosophers. It just means, like, right now, I, I don't remember why I mentioned it. Something about philosophy. The philosophy well, we're of perfection. perfection. Yeah, yeah, it's like defining thing, something you can call, you, you can talk ad nauseum about what is perfection, so on and so forth. What is truth? What is what are these abstract concepts, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to talk about um, applying it, right? Apply and, and applying it to the situation of the simulation. 
Okay. So like for you know, like if you were to go into the Matrix, okay, okay here and I'm everything. In the Matrix. Would you rather? Here's the thing. Like, would you rather be hooked into? Would you rather be? Here's the question. Would you rather be Neo mm-hmm. and be free mm-hmm. and live in the shitty? Uh, uh, what was it called? Zion. World. Okay. Oh, like where he's like outside and he outside has the like the big he has the big hole in his head. Let's assume there's just the very first we know the information from the Would f- I prefer th- ignorance? Would that be bliss for me? Right. Or Cypher. Would you rather be Neo or would you rather be Cypher? Who's we Cypher? said ignorance is bliss. Right. Because Who's Cypher? It's, which it's, one is he? What's that? He's the guy who sells them all out. He's a dick. And he wants to live in the matrix like he wants rich. to live in the matrix. But here's the thing. He doesn't want to remember everything. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to remember that that's what you're doing. That, that you're hooked fake. in the Matrix? I don't know. Well, see, here's the thing. I would want to be both. I would want to be Cypher and Neo. So, I would want to... I, would, I still want access to the Matrix because it's a, it's a fun place to be. If you're going to be Neo, you are like God. When you know you look into the binary and you can see zeros and ones, you are like a God. Mm-hmm. I would like that. I would like that control. I, I, you need the knowledge... To, Knowledge is power. If you didn't, if ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power, you would want to still be able to manipulate your environment, right? It's sure. more fun in the matrix than outside. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you'd want to live in a world where, well, basics. So you'd be, um, you'd be cipher just with a different set of demands. He demanded yes. money. He demanded this, and you'd just be like, yeah, look, I'll be, I'll be along. I'll wrap people out. I'll tell you what's what. But I still want to. I still want to be able to like flow through walls and stuff. Yeah, give me the good stuff. Give me the cheat codes, man. Give me them cheat codes, man. That's what you want. I was a big cheat code fan when I was uh, when I was a kid. Remember I that loved, was a thing. Oh yeah, that's not a thing anymore. It's not. It's not a thing anymore. That, no wonder I don't play them anymore. Because every single time I played a video game, I'd always the first thing I used to look for. Like growing up, when I get a video game, ever since Goldeneye, pretty much is the yeah. start of it. Uh, like you look for the cheat codes. The cheat codes are what you want. You know, like, yeah, you'll play the game, maybe, you know, iron up your skills or whatever for multiplayer. But, like, even in multiplayer, the cheat codes provide a different level of experience for it. And it was fun. It was color. It was an addition. Like, The Sims without cheat codes is pointless. There's two ways I would look at this, okay? Okay. Let me give you an example from my background in fighting games. Okay. First, first example. First example. First way of looking. First example is you play the game everybody else plays. Okay, that's like the example of okay. a normal person. In the like Matrix. a competitive play, kind of thing. You got your friends over. You're in a simulation. Let's imagine you're in the Matrix and you're 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 just uh, you know whoever whatever his name was, Mr. Anderson. Okay, you're, you're not Neo. You're not Neo, but you're Mr. Anderson. You're Mr. You're Anderson. The, you're so you're still powerful. Okay, so and you're and you're not, you're dissatisfied with the game, but. Say I'm happy with the game. I'm playing Street Fighter. I like, I'm playing, we have the same selection of rules, the same selection of everything. Everything is equal. We can choose different characters, but maybe we even choose the same character in what's called a mirror match. I'm Ryu, you're Ryu. We both play the same character. Okay, yeah, same advantages. Everything is the same, right? Mm -hmm. It's fair. It's fair, and the winner will be the person who makes the better decisions in the end, right? Presses the right buttons. Who does, who presses the right buttons, right? I like that. That's why I like fighting games, okay? It's not multiplayer. It's not who has the best gun. It's not who got to the gun first. It's not like, you know... But there's an adventure aspect to that, too. Like, like adding right. chance into it makes it more lifelike. So that's situation one. Okay. okay. You have an equal opportunity. Everything is perfect. The winner is the one who has been the most craftiest, smartest... It's a sportsman's Yeah, it's a choice. sportsman thing, which normally you don't get. Normally, you don't get that in sports. You get your reverse in some guy, you're playing uh, basketball, and you're getting dunked on by a guy who's seven feet tall. That's not fair. Okay? Mm. 
But if you're both playing with the same set of parameters and you assume you both have both good use of your limbs and your fingers and mm-hmm. coordination, which is a thing, and reactions. It's weight class. It's, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's why I like fighting games. They're fair. It's mm. it's not a team aspect. I don't have to... I'm not playing a, a multiplayer game with my friends where, okay, my team messed up, members messed up, or they didn't listen to the strategy or whatever. It's on me if I don't win. Situation two, you're playing Rainbow Edition of Street Fighter where they let you go nuts, and there's just... Everything's crazy. You're using cheat codes and... All going all over the place. It's still fun in a different way, right? Because you're 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 better. But even if you have access to all that stuff, it's like you still know it's not from your own. Well, uh, so you're looking for this. You're looking for some sort of recognition of of skill, skill. of skill. dominance, of of winning. Well, even even, even if it's not winning, of of your place in the when wherever it is. You're looking for a measuring stick. Yeah. But that's not what I'm looking for when I play a game. Right. It's different when you're playing a game, but when it's actually your life. So do you want a measuring stick for your life, or do you do you want to enjoy it? So, okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I was about to say something else. Okay, go um, on. Okay, so what are you saying? You're saying if I well, like, you, like you appreciate between fighter games why do you want that measuring stick of a fighting game where where you're measuring your ability it's fun to test it's fun to test my own limits mm-hmm. and know that there I'm not might not be at the top or the bottom but, you but know there was an honest exchange between me and another human being and I can see what kind of, there was a there was a conversation that happened in real time between mm-hmm. me and the other person I knew what that guy was thinking when I forced him into this situation that he can handle. You, have you played these uh, multiplayer games that have been propping up? Like, there's these two no, ones, no. Fortnite and I know. Public Battleground. Yeah, I, I've been playing the Public Battleground one. Okay, let me know how's that. How's that going compared to? All right, just let me know how it's going. Like, how, like what's your the difference between that and a fighter game where you're playing one on one and it's equal yeah. match and you show up is a lot of it is this exploration strategic. Yeah, element. I, I like RPGs. I should I should mention that. I like leveling up and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. But in fighting games, you start with um, literal whatever you day one when you don't even know the moves. Mm-hmm. You're such a noob, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't even know how to f- move your body mm-hmm. throughout the inspire. Okay, but then at a certain point, even after you learn everything, there's still people who uh, have brought it to an art form almost, the way that they have figured things out and figured a way to express themselves within the, the same tools that you were given. Mm-hmm. And then in RPG, it's about leveling up and getting the better upgrades, the better set of armor. Uh, the things yeah. I was talking about, they're not RPGs, I don't think maybe they are but i don't i don't play them like that i guess uh because they're matches it's not like you're exploring a world and you're garnering things they're just matches and the matches are uh it's 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 a very it's a it's a vast set of decisions versus this fighting games it's one-on-one and you're pressing buttons there's so many decisions that there is a lot of luck that comes into play there is a lot of that kind of thing but it kind of lends a more realistic element in my in my estimation, how so? Um, so this is the basic layout of the game. Uh, you start on a plane, and the plane is flying over an island, and uh-huh. there's a hundred people on this plane. Right. And uh, there's a line that charts across the island with cities, fields, stuff like that. All the cities and fields all have like weapons scattered throughout, and you decide when to jump out, and you jump out. 
And you could jump out in a city and expect to encounter people immediately. You can jump out in a field and kind of lay low. But the point is the field of play increasingly shrinks to eventually to the point where everybody's within the same, like maybe they 200 square feet. Yeah, they slowly force everyone together towards one point. And, you know, people die on the way. They get shot. They get, they get That's not like clips. real life, though. Real life doesn't it's, force it. That's true. You can set a good plot of land, mm-hmm. and you can build it up, mm-hmm. and you can wait, and you can you can build your own little you know community, and you can you can get ready, and you can build up your hoard your resources, and and then get ready for your adversary, and then you die of an aneurysm. But that's different. You don't die in an aneurysm in this game. So that's right interesting to see if you could just but so you know it's interesting to see in those kind of games that's a problem the reason why i don't i don't play this game that you're playing what's it called uh, the, i think it's public battleground PUBG. oh pub pub g pub g i've heard of that yeah yeah um pub g so they force you they have like a, a radius or circumference mm-hmm. and they 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 constrict you yeah and, and they do that for a reason mm-hmm. because it sucks the fun out of it Right when when someone just sits there and they wait for you to walk by and they yeah, get all they, yeah because this whole thing plays out over half an hour that's what makes it fun see mm-hmm. they found a way to tweet tweet uh, tweak what the open format like. that you were like because that in real life people mm-hmm. sit there and they know they snipe you and they they uh, they can't yeah they take they as camp. many advantages as they can over you right and it's it's not about level so that's playing better. field it's about getting, I like that it's yeah it's about winning. And this is better because uh, there's an element of uh, egalitarianism to it where everyone has the same rules and eventually it's going to come to a point and everybody knows what this point is and it's your decision to plot a route through it. Do you go into the city and get better equipment but face death earlier? Do you go into the field and wait it out and, and then eventually perhaps at the end have barely anything but have to fend for yourself? And with a, with these other players, stuff like that, because it'll always come to a head. It'll always come to the point where it's like you and three other people. And I and every time I win this game, I always feel so good because I beat out a hundred people. Now that is a simulation. That's a simulation. That's a good simulation. Like and they, they have tweaked the parameters of this simulation in such a way that it's it's satisfying when you win the simulation. So why would you want to have you know? I mean, let's imagine you yeah, had the same. Like, say this is life, okay? And you have the same simulation set up, and it's Street Fighter, okay? In the short term, it's good for short matches, but for long-term matches, it's not that good because, I don't know, man. Simulations. I feel like you, I feel you, like you it's seem hard. to have it's, like conflicting thoughts about simulations. You seem to have a very passionate idea about like about the concept behind them, but like in, a, in an opinion about them. But you seem to be struggling to get to that core. What what is it? What what about simulations? Uh, get get your gears running. What's going on? Here's the thing about simulations. Simulations is is one of the common. Well, I wouldn't say it's super common because there's a lot of. Sp- bad solutions to the fermi paradox remember we talked about that is that the one where it's like nobody's sending radio signals and so who knows why who's are, alien? why are we alone right why okay. are we alone why is if there's so much opportunity in the universe why is it just us why is it just us right and a, a very good uh argument to that and i think this is why musk is a proponent of the the simulation and he, he, he thinks it's probable is that someone is the architect someone is the architect in the matrix 
and they're just giving us, they're just trickle feeding us enough evidence to keep us going along. And mm-hmm. they like, they want it to be, they want to set like, like that game you play PUBG. Mm-hmm. They want to set restrictions. So they want to force the agenda. They, they want There's a certain point it's coming to, they want it to come to a point. They want to come to a head and, that's one of the solutions of the Fermi is the Fermi paradox is we're living in a simulation. That's why there's nobody else. That's why they get the, when, when we invent something that says, Oh, you've given us such parameters. Why isn't there life? Why don't we find out that there's in another galaxy, there's signals coming. The probability we learn about probability. We learn about math. We learn about all these concepts and they're like, Oh, this is good stuff. They figured it all out. Let's give them a little something. Okay, let's give them a little, like, that's why the paradox exists. But, you know, like, they have to keep injecting things into their simulation to satisfy us because we're Mm -hmm. growing. Um, And that's what they talk about on the podcast. Like, like Musk thinks that we, it's very probable that we're living in a simulation. And I like the counter argument that Rogan gives. Joe says, uh, he says, well, what if we're on the path to the simulation right now? That's a probability too. It's a lower probability. Could be a simulation within a simulation. Why not? Well, what what Rogan was saying though is that the the point of the singularity where AI take over and eventually uh, down the road someone makes a simulation just to pacify us. He's saying why why isn't it po- a possibility that we are on the road to that right now? Right now, like wait, what if what, what, there there's still the possibility that we're on the road to the simulation, like where someone decides in the future to make a simulation, right? Right. Such as I mean, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, that's literally what happens in the Matrix. There's machines; they outpace us. They decide to pacify us by making this simulation. Now they do it for a weird reason because they don't know. They like, need batteries. They need uh, human batteries. It doesn't make sense. Okay? Yeah. Why were they? Using that was a batteries? flaw in the Wachowski brothers. What they did with the matrix, a, a machine that's perfectly capable of nuclear fusion, right? Possibly fission. I, I just don't think that a machine would care that much about. Yeah, they'd just kill it. Just, if like if we were bugging them, they'd yeah. just be like, eh, it, it would be an more, Terminator's more likely. Besides the time travel. Here's the here's the thing. They were talking about chimps on Joe Rogan. Okay, <laughs> I love they were chimps. talking about chimps. How much do you say? I love that question he asked too, because Joe always is talking about chimps on his show. Because <laughs> yeah, he loves. Yeah, talking I heard about that. Yeah, Elon Musk brought up the chimps this time. But what he said, Musk still made a good point. He said, he said, if you want to talk about chimps, he's like, how, how often do you think he, when he said you, he meant everybody. How much does everybody normally think about chimps? Almost never. Like, but Joe about, Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan does, which is funny. Which every is why, day. Yeah, every day. But most people don't give two shits about what's happening with chimps. They're mm-hmm. having these, their little little squabbles. They're they're committing they're these heinous chimps. acts amongst one another as their own, you know, like selection, like their own little. Um, ecosystem, right? right? And they're within that little. There's some garish chimp videos out there that, right. that I, I I I wouldn't even care to explain on Scott Cast. They're dark. They're dark. So that's what he was mentioning. Is like, how often do we do we even care what happened? No, nobody's like. I mean, there's a small sect of people who care, like Joe and other people, but mm-hmm. most people couldn't care less. They don't care. That's the thing. That's what I was mentioning. I think I mentioned this before on a previous podcast, but. 
who like do they care would you care about what the ants are doing no a little bit i mean like the, the ants ant lovers do but most I'm people not a don't lover care. of ants but like uh it's well, interesting you're, i'm not talking about telling steve dave oh <laughs> uh, no no yeah uh, no, those the, ants those ants i'm also not a lover of those ants i, I have, <laughs> you thought you were i thought it was they're much much dick ants well dick ants that well, should be a word it's a it's a it's a community that's difficult to penetrate i'll tell you that much that's what she said right i don't i don't i think actually she would have a she would have a pretty good tell him scott she would have a pretty good chance of penetrating but anyway point being ants uh have a super colony that's larger than any human civilization by square miles and population it like takes over it like takes over three or four continents so i mean if you're gonna listen like if you want to talk about dominant species on the planet uh, whether we're dominant, whether something... It's probably ants that are the dominant species. Are you talking about ants or insects? Because insects, insects outnumber us like 175,000 well, to 1 Well, or yeah, like insects that. as like a phylum or whatever the fuck. But like ants as like a, like a particular kind of insect. Ants themselves have like colonies, like where that response that has the group hive mind kind of thinking and like patterning, stuff like that. They have they have these things that, that, that spread across entire continents much larger than any human civilization and much easier and much more organized well is it much more organized if they follow such simple patterns is it so much more complex if you look in a hive mind like you talking about hive minds right okay in a way hive minds. okay do you ever ever looked into the research for hive minds tell me about hive minds hive minds i'll I'll talk about for a second hot second here before we go back to elon uh, the fourth uh, member and tell him steve dave Did you listen to some Tell Him Steve Dave? No, I have never listened to Tell Him Steve Dave. I I will someday, I'm sure. I'll Um, I'll send you some episodes. Send me some stuff that you think would be relevant to me. I'll send you some stuff in a future podcast. We're going to talk about some stuff. Some 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 stuff. I want you and Ian to watch. What what kind of stuff? Yeah, anime stuff that you guys are like. Christ, no. Yeah, I already know. There's some good stuff. No, No. I've got so much more things to do. I don't need to make a podcast about anime. If you're gonna watch movies, watch. There's a there's two good ones that you guys need to watch. Okay. Okay. No, maybe it's two out of a million. That's 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 okay. (laughs) Um, It's a hard maybe. Hive minds are harsh. Okay, it's Mm -hmm. it's. What's harsh about hive minds? Okay. Let's say there's a locust horde, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you know how they communicate with one another? They don't. They just do. That's that's not a very good explanation of how they they work. So <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you an actual explanation of how they work. Okay. Okay. They do, They don't. This don't a less tautological explanation than they just do what they do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nike, you don't just do it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> do what? Well, I'll give me an example of a locust horde. Okay. Okay. Well, Tell let's talk about, about and we can tie this into eagles too. I suppose. I love eagles. Eagles do not travel in flocks. Am I right? I don't think so. No. So they're fucking free. Yeah, it's freedom. I need a planet of eagles. I am an eagle, man. Dude, I want to be Spirit an eagle. Spirit animal. Dude, yes. That's right. I want to be a dragon or an eagle. It's a dragon, so it don't exist. It's an eagle. Yeah, but if it could. Why do you think that people looked at those old dinosaur fossils and came up with dragons? Because they were too are... dumb to realize that the earth is like hundreds of millions of years old and that it must be something new. Yeah, but they thought that maybe those dinosaurs were dragons. Anyways, what were we talking about? Hive minds. Hive minds. Uh, we were talking about something after hive you minds. Hate but, hive minds. Okay, so like, let's say uh, eagles. Okay, so the eagles. eagles don't follow a flock, right? They're not sheeple. Okay, 
they, they do what they do. Yeah. So like like a bird needs six other it needs six other birds to react in such a way that whatever those birds do, it follows the flock. Okay. So okay. A, so a flock is a minimum seven birds. I think so. I think it's six. I don't six know. Or if seven. It's, I don't know if it's Something part like of the that. six. They've done research on this. Um, and then also you have no one's taking notes on Scottcast. You can just throw out sure a thousand. Sure, I need a thousand birds. No, 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 keep it in range. Keep it reasonable. Okay, six and a half birds. Okay, so I'm not sure if it's six or seven. So let, let's say so. So you have a locust horde. The way that they communicate, mm-hmm. if one of them isn't in line, they kill it. They fucking cannibalize the other one. Eat it. They eat it. You know what they start at? They start at the legs. Wow, they gnaw on the legs. Okay, so it's so it's very important to be part of the hive mind. There was this in, there was this researcher. I, I forget his name. I could I'm not good with names, Scott. Okay, <laughs> his like name that is Jim. guy who came up with the flat Earth theory. I could we'll fuck call that him guy. Jim. I'm, it's, fuck, they Jim. are all okay. Jim. Okay, screw that guy. They communicate because they bite onto each other's hind legs. So if you knock out this guy, as a researcher, smart guy, he knocked out the. Uh, and sensation of the the hind legs so that they can feel when they're getting bitten, and when you do that, they don't they don't form a hive mind. They don't communicate together because they don't attack and destroy each other. Okay, so the locusts operate basically on the premise that they don't want to get cannibalized. They're like, oh, someone's biting my leg. I better go this better way. Better go this way. And if they don't, they're dead. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. So that's a very simple but robust system. And I'm a not robust saying... system because there's like a million units, but it's all just yeah. binary sensations. It's binary. It is binary. It's live or die. And I don't think that... So what was your, what was your argument about ants? Well, just that they're interesting. You said that nobody thinks about ants. And I was like, well, no, man. They're like the no, no, most no. dominant species on the planet. I'm not saying ants as a colony isn't interesting. I'm saying the individual ant. Oh, Would you one not ant? argue one ant? Oh, yeah, I'd step on it. I'd be like, ha, ah, you're dead one now. One ant. Who cares? Who cares what they think about Fuck it? you, ant. The colony you should definitely consider. Yeah, you can't just step on a colony. Okay, so now they've established that. If you were talking about one ant, mm-hmm. okay, so I guess I get what you're saying. So humanity as a civilization rather than one ant, mm-hmm. rather than one human, right? Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Or we don't have a hive mind, so it's a little Are different. You, sure? you know what I mean? There's got to be some sort of zeitgeist. There's, it def- we definitely operate in some sort of way similar to the locusts cannibalizing each other. I don't think it's quite to the extent. It's not to that extent, but 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 it's the same dynamics. You wouldn't look at a guy like Descartes and say that guy's an ant, mm. part of a hive mind. Oh well, yeah, sure you would. I mean, like like he communicates with it, and it's a weird communication. It's not necessarily like uh, like oh okay, so it's just it's not like just this flip switch. It's like are you biting my legs or are you not biting my legs? But. Everybody sends out. God, these... Are you biting my legs right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit. Because I don't even know. Yeah, you better fly away. <laughs> better fly in my direction, or I'll well, bite the rest. I, I got you. So, like, but the point is, is like, like we all operate in society. We all, we all need money to to get food. We all need all these kind of things. And there's certain things you do to fall in line. There's certain things you do not to get fucked. It's it's all the same situation. It's just a little bit more nuanced. It's just, you know, there's it's just not risk of cannibalization. Like like if you don't fall in line, you'll end up on the streets or in jail or or worse. And if you do fall in line, like like there's a good chance that you'll be sustainable. And like so, you so think sustainability, so there's a hive mind within that. Yeah, yeah. You want to sustain your life. That's the point. 
People don't want to die. The, the point is to be die. sustainable. It's not to be the hive mind. Is po- that that's what drives the hive mind? Is right. Like, how and long can not, I live? I don't. I don't. Like, I didn't I, say it's a good hive mind. I, I don't think there's something think wrong it's with smart. the sustainability of a population. I'm just saying. So we're not we're not like that. We don't. If we were about being sustainable, we wouldn't have gone done fucked ourselves with the earth. I, we're, we're we're about being sustainable, but we have a very limited bandwidth. Like like the people who are against like climate change, people who are against that kind of thing, they don't they don't understand or trust the fact that that there's a there's a change happening that that needs to be addressed and that we need to change as as a, as a human beings across the society. Like they just don't understand it. They 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 don't trust it. They think it's people trying to make them do other things, which is very possible because in history, people have done all sorts of things to make people do other things. And and freedom is one of our. I was about to say free. It's because they have freedom. You give somebody freedom. You give an ant a freedom. Uh, the ant dies, but you give a human a freedom. Um. Yeah. Some of them like maybe maybe that is a problem. We're too free in our in our thinking. Long term, yeah, the bandwidth too is much too low. Of, like, so, like we're, so if we're you're talking about, about communication amongst one another, you think that maybe if we have like what they were talking about on the, the, the Elon Musk podcast, it's competing hive minds. Like, like we should become more hive mind like with our Neuralink. Well, it, it just depends on which hive you try you attach yourself to. It's just tribalism. It's like just the, it's the normal thing. It's it's like there's the tribe that's saying, hey. Uh, the hive mind here is saying that this climate change stuff is bullshit. It's they're just trying to get you to change. It's more immediate. Like uh, like a lot of these people use Internet Explorer kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> that kind they, of thing. They're gonna die out anyways. People who use Internet Explorer are gonna die. Have a lower life expectancy. It's probably they need a study showing that. Yeah, they, we need, they need to get them. To Sorry, Firefox. Microsoft. I like Microsoft, but I like micro, I like Edge. I like I, I like the Edge. I like the Edge browser. I've been using that over Chrome sometimes. Sometimes. For casual browsing. For casual, meaningless things. Well, even for things that, like, when Chrome's starting to screw up and stuff like that, due to, like, because Chrome's bloated. You can't get around that. It's very bloated. you have a lot of extensions on Chrome? Uh, Even if you don't have a lot of extensions, like, the the way they handle handle tabs and stuff like that, it's just completely bloated. Like, if you ever pull up your system, if you ever pull up your task manager and you check out the memory that Chrome's taking up, it's like taking up more than Photoshop would. Okay. That's ridiculous. That's different because most people don't even need to use memory for their, like, general purposes because they don't use Photoshop. I mean, I use Photoshop, but... That's why, I, but I, I'm a patient person, so I can have Chrome and Photoshop open at the same time on my okay computer that's not like tricked out to the max. How are we doing on time? Uh, we got a half hour. We so got a we half got, hour. We kind of okay. got to wrap it up in a way. Okay. Do you want to take a quick break and we will dive into the rest of the discussion for the Elon Musk podcast? Let's do that. Okay. All right. We're back from our break. And now we're going to talk mm. about the psychology of Elon Musk. What drives this yeah. man? We were getting a little antsy there. We were getting a little antsy. Yeah, no pun, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, we 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 drove off the t- we drove off road there for a little we bit. We drove way <laughs> off road. Our Tesla was not functioning. <laughs> yeah, functioning correctly. That's right. It did not make those millisecond corrections like we needed it to. No, it ran out of battery. It was rampant. It was and an AI that got out of control. That's right. So so we're back on yes. the topic, and we're back on Musk. We're we got the fourth member of Scott Cat. 
podcast back in the fray. Hmm. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of Elon Musk. We're going to psychoanalyze him without Ian, which is which is probably ill-advised. Right. That's true. And I got, <laughs> I got to say, though, I got to say, my opinion of Elon Musk completely changed watching this interview because beforehand you know, like hearing all these offhand stories like hearing these people talk about oh well he does this oh well he does that and it makes me it made me think oh okay this guy's clearly egotistical this guy's clearly got some complex going all that kind of thing and you know what that's just what these that's just what the this this damn mainstream media is is forcing down our throats on this man mm-hmm. it, like it's just it's just the zeitgeist kind of spitting out uh, like a facsimile image of it and uh yeah <laughs> well it's the way that people are spinning it because it makes a story right right it makes a story is this guy maybe the guy actually out? cares about humanity and cares about i'm not saying he's a I saint think, i'm not saying that i'm he, not saying psycho like right right he's not analyzing him he's yeah. not a saint he's, he's just a guy is. but like Here's the thing: the what he is is way more boring than what most people think. Which is perfect. And then he, he likes he's he's just he's, he's just an engineer. He's yeah. just a guy who just has a very strong engineering mindset, and he likes to think of how things are built and how things are made, and that's kind of and how things work, and that's just kind of where it stops. And but it keeps him going. It keeps him, yeah, for but him, it, it's like it, it stops it there. Wow. But he's just he said on the interview. He, if they, if he, he has all these, in, these, these engineering ideas and ever since he was a kid and that's, that's what I like about it. Cause they were, they were talking about the, when he was a child, like they were going to the insight. We were talking about right, that right. on the podcast. Yeah. 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 And like, he just always coming up with these ideas, always generating. And he was like, to the point where he was self-conscious about it. Like, Oh, well, what, what am I going to do about the, with all these ideas? He Is couldn't this... tell anybody about it. Yeah, exactly. So, but like. And then, like, we get to, the, like, these thoughts, like, a lot of these thoughts were, uh, that have been affecting the stock prices. Like, recently, before this podcast, before he took a puff of a joint, the biggest thing that fucked him up was he was tripping on Ambien, doing the Roseanne Barr treatment. And he tweeted out, like, on his way to an airport, I read, like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to go private for $420 a share. Funding he didn't do secured. that, though. And he, he didn't do he it. He didn't, which is important that he didn't do he didn't, Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, talks to legal people about this kind of thing because... He, like, his, the, his other, the, the guy who was working for him, I forget his name, quit the company after joining in, in August, like a month ago. He quit right. because they, his recommendation that they go private was ignored. So... Well, it was ignored, but, like... Like like the way it was handled too was handled pretty poorly. Like the fact that he like Ambien tweeted about it, that's something you don't do because that's that just affects. <laughs> you don't that, want them tweeting. That shit scares about the you. crap out of investors who who are riding on this being a private company, riding on this coming up. The, yeah. Screw the investors, man. That, this, that's my thing is with with Musk. It's like screw the invest. Like I'm not saying screw the people who are investing in and and the stock. I'm just saying it's like you know that you're doing okay. That's why I said before it was okay that he took. It was time for him to hit a joint, not just because he was overworked, mm-hmm. but because he the for, for the first time in June they were hitting their quota of the five thousand Teslas a month or whatever it was, mm-hmm. whatever their quota was. They're hitting that. They're hit. They're finally there. Okay, okay. so he can finally afford to rest on his laurels for a second and take a hit. Right. Okay. He took I a hit that. figuratively and literally. For the, the weed. The stock took a hit and then he took a hit too. Yeah, for the weed and him relaxing, like that should have that should have boosted the stock. They were like, oh, you never Elon's, know how the stock's Elon's relaxing react. and he's and he's letting the f- company flow for a second. Yeah, That's good. It's a good sign. But you know what? It's people like... It's a totally different this. story. Like 
tweeting about it going private, though. That's totally different because that completely that, that affects the long term prospects of your holding. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Really, I just want to talk about the. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the privatization of the company. Right, but it but it but it but it points out what I think about Musk and that he's a very engineering mindset kind of guy. He's very how does this work? What's gonna happen? And like the fact that when he's on Ambien tripping out instead of tweeting out totally racist things like Roseanne Barr, he's tweeting out I have enough I have funding to get it secured to go private, four hundred twenty tweet. And he goes to sleep. <laughs> you know what's funny about the like podcast? he's totally about how things work. That's they who, that's how he that is on the podcast. They talked about the the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. They talked about the connectivity of people talking to each other on these like very easy to communicate um, platforms like like Instagram and 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 basically Musk has 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 um, eliminated everything except for Twitter and his feed. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> at the very end of the podcast, at like, I don't know, two hours and 30 minutes in, Rogan says something along the lines, I have this quoted, but I'm not going to pull it up because I, whatever. Um, he says something along the lines of, he's like, he's like, what percentage of of your effort goes into this? And then he's like, he's like, and what percentage of you tweeting is a good idea? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it was great. He was roasting him. Right. Like he did with the the, the you can't the ignore joint, that you can't like the joint that. smoking thing. He said, "Well, you were stock investors." Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. He was. It was great. He was like calling him out, making a jab at him, but it was a playful jab. It wasn't like right. careful. And he said, and, and Musk laughed at that. But it was like he was like, "What percentage of you tweeting is a good thing?" He's like, "Maybe ten percent, right?" Because mm-hmm. they were talking about the ten percent thing. You know, ten percent. They were talking about another situation. Was ten percent. And, it, and 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 Rogan, I mean, uh, Musk admitted, yeah, like ten percent of the tweets are probably good, but he needs an outlet. So, like, the pedophile thing was not a good move. No, and he's he's doubled down on it recently. Yeah, and he said, "Fuck you" to the people who said that you know he shouldn't have said what he said, right? But you know, he's he needs some outlet, but at least he limits himself. But um, <laughs> limits himself the to main calling st- out pedophiles. <laughs> I like how Rogan mentioned that. It's at the very end of the podcast, at the, at the two-hour mark. And if anybody's listening to this, hopefully they're getting... I mean, we're not going to get there. <laughs> we're not going to get to the ex- existential stuff. We kind of hit on that yeah. earlier. We but, spent too much time talking about Street Fighter. Street Fighter <laughs> is a thing. It's my thing. So it was, it was my thing. Um, yeah. It's falling out. Do you not play Street Fighter that much? I anymore? don't. I am too busy. It's like Musk, man. Yeah. You wish you could just you know pop a pop a tobacco joint, play not worry about fighting. stockholders, play Street Fighter. That'd be nice. Well, I thought it was interesting that Musk said you don't want to be me. He kept saying you don't want to be me. Trust me. He's like you. I'm so busy. I have all these ideas. Mm-hmm. So much pressure all the time. Can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And that's why Rogan said he wanted to go in the isolation tank. I mean that he should go in the isolation tank. That yeah, Musk I mean that. it's worth it just to have that space. But you know, someone like Musk, I imagine, would fill that space with thoughts and connections. Yeah, but if he can ever turn it off, it leads to stress. He's still. He's I mean, meditation is like a very powerful thing. I used to go to this Zen Buddhist temple down down in Hamtramck. Yeah, and they teach meditation. And meditation helps you be more productive. Mm-hmm. You can f- meditation is actually not. It's palpable. Turning off the mind. Do you so, do them any meditation? I dabble. You dabble like like it doesn't have to be like regular like helps you with the training but like let even me, if you do it just like once like you can kind of see what let it's me like. tell you my experience okay? what's your experience okay 
use meditation not to so you're distracting yourself right you're distracting yourself meditation is a distraction but it's a distraction no hold on hold on on. but okay it's a distraction from what you're stressing about but by doing it you're concentrating on a certain subject so the type of zen buddhism meditation that i've done Mm -hmm. and i used to do this i take this from my days when i used to do a ei jutsu which is a it's a method of swordsmanship. Okay. And it's, a, it's more than just... <laughs> you use it for your lightsaber training? <laughs> sword, lightsaber training is a shallow concept that I like to entertain, but it's not the same as a, a samurai mentality of Zen Buddhism. Okay. But what I've used it for is you concentrate intently on what you're doing. And meditation does yeah. not always mean you're, immo- you're, you're, immo- you're an immovable It's not necessarily object. a relaxing thing. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a relaxing thing mm. always. But it does take your mind off of other things. So if you are concentrating so intently on the task, the, task, the breathing, the breathing mm-hmm. and the Sitting. self-awareness, and the concentration of where you are and what you feel and mm-hmm. what you do and what you think about that specific subject that you forget. You can't even focus on these stupid mainstream media bullshit mm-hmm. kind of things. That's a good skill to have. Right. And this isolation tank is, is, is somewhat of a cheat isol- code. Yeah, it's a cheat code. Yeah. yeah. It's you, you calling out to the abyss and sometimes the abyss answers back. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> okay, so imagine, uh, meditate on this, okay, Scott? Okay. When we go to do our, when we go to do our, do some ohms. You can do some ohms, some ohms when you're in it. I'm going to incept some ohms onto you, okay? Okay. We're going to go to this place, Inception, okay? We're going to, we're going to test it out. We're going to let the Scott cast viewers know how it is, okay? We're going to do some non-drug related <laughs> Um, mind existential, release. what's that? Mind release. Mind release. Deprive right. ourselves of certain senses so that we may heighten others. Right. And what we're going to find from that is a certain amount of enlightenment, like what Joe Rogan talks about, mm-hmm. but through well, our minds and not certain through... amount of clearing. Cause like, like for me in my experience with meditation, it's, it's not necessarily, Oh, you transcend or, Oh, you go th- I mean, sure in a way, but, uh, it's more like, like you're always on, you're always going, and you're always thinking of new things. And meditation offers you the chance to slow that down, slow that avalanche down, and then mm. go back to like, okay, now I'm at a normal, logical pace, and I can take things one at a time. Because like in modern society, like we're so influenced to take things, multitask things, to, to consider so many things you're at once. You're damn right. And meditation tells you, hey, single task. focus on one thing. Yeah. Single task. Exactly. That's what meditation is. That's what it is. That's what we should do. That's right. It's a muscle. You should do more of it. it we feel like we're forced into doing the multitasking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because like, I've got a notification right now on my phone right. while I'm Scott casting. You haven't seen it, though. A communique. Right. And I haven't seen it. It's in my mind, though. Is it's it going like, to help hey, you? I, no. Should I check it? Should I see what, it, see what they're saying? I'm while not saying you shouldn't check it. Well, sure. Sure. But still, it's multitasking, and it takes away from the experience. Imagine the Buddhist. The, the Buddhist. Moodist. I like that. The Moodist. Moodist. I'm a Moodist. We're going to change it. Moodist. <laughs> hey. Sure, it's been around for thousands of years, but we'll just change we it. We've got the Scott cast take. Yeah, it's the Scott cast take. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you're... The reason why monks eliminate so much mm-hmm. 
from their lives is so they can focus so much on what they do with their meditation and their training. Right. You look at the Shaolin monks. Mm-hmm. They train all day mm-hmm. and they focus so much that they find uh, a certain amount of enlightenment from that. And it's because they've eliminated the noise and they've focused in on what's important to them. Yes. It doesn't matter. Or what they're doing. Even if it's like not, it's like you're focusing on what you're doing. And in right. like, is it important? Is it, is it in the grand, the point is the grand scheme of things is not considered. You're doing what you're doing and you're there. Right. And you're living. That's meditation, man. That's right. Why are we talking about meditation? Because Elon Musk is going to go into an oh, isolation he, chamber. Right. Cause, so, so he needs that. He needs and that. And we're going to go too. He, and we're going to go too. And mark my words, Scott, if you want to go. If the fourth member of Scott Cast is going into an isolation chamber, I'm not going to let him go in isolation mm. by himself. Mm. Um, well, well, I am, but we're going to be by, by ourselves <laughs> You're going to be there and there with naked with them. <laughs> it's not going to be so isolated. It's okay. It's just you and me for the next hour. <laughs> Why are we naked? <laughs> you can't wear swim shorts in here. <laughs> show me your Tesla. <laughs> show me your Tesla. I'll show you my Musk. <laughs> you know, Musk? We're talking about Musk. What Musk means, the etymology of Musk, that's... Uh, is there an etymology to that? What's, what's Musk mean? Of course. I always thought it meant like man smell. Kind of. Okay, what does it mean? I wouldn't associate it so androgenically with men, but a male deer mm. has a sack underneath its stomach. <laughs> it's a musk sack. <laughs> you know what musk, the, the etymology of the word... What's that? Is related to mm, testicles. Uh, yes, it's related to scrotum. Okay, it means scrotum in Sanskrit, possibly. Okay, it's not. Yeah, it's a debated. loose, loose it's scrotum. Debated. A loose scrotum <laughs> interpretation. Okay, <laughs> but like the musk of this, you know. So like the the the, the concept of of a musk in perfumes, for example was meant to allude to the, the stimulation, the arousal brought forth by the scent, right? Mm. How are we doing on time? Are we doing good? We can, talk about, we can talk about scrotums. We'll close up after scrotums. Scrotums, okay. We're ending with scrotums. That's musk. We're ending with scrotums. We're ending with musk. Gosh, we could talk about all day about musk, man. We could. Right? We didn't even just scratch the surface. For those of you who have still or are still with us and who have been with us since the musk of Scott Cass, mm-hmm. episode eight, I mm-hmm. believe, maybe, Something around there. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you guys for, for following along. Sorry for um, not adding your emails to the Scott Cast message. We don't have time for email. We ain't got time for that. <laughs> we got to talk about scrotums. Right. That's what it is. That's the musk. It's the, uh, it's the uh, catalyst. It's the, uh, the poignant, you know, uh, effervescence of, of something that just stimulates you to get you talking about. I like that. I think the Elon Musk has a good name because it's like... He's the musk. He's, he's a scrotum of our civilization. He's scrotum of our civilization. You take a big old he holds whiff of our that. balls. You just take those balls and you just meditate on those. You twirl those balls like like two of those. What are they called? You balls. You spin them around. <laughs> two balls. You spin around in your hands. <laughs> yeah. To 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 to. I forget what they're called. I have you them. Spin them around. Yeah. Okay. So you spin those around and you get enlightenment through those balls. Yeah. For those of our female listeners, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't have balls to play with. Find some balls. That you have to, you have to borrow balls they don't need on a to consistent be, basis. 
I need to be real balls. Just find some balls. Just balls. Just I mean, find oh, some I mean, balls. Balls a ball. If it's a ball, it's a ball. Hey, a ball's a ball. A ball's a ball. Okay, how are we going to wrap this up, Scott? <laughs> There's well, so much to talk about. What did about. we learn today? What did we learn today? We, well, we, got, we could talk another hour about what they talked about. Let's get some bullet but, points on what we learned today okay. from our conversation. So I think that overall, it's a positive mm-hmm. what they talked about on the podcast. And I, I am really looking forward to what they say on the next one. But for the current one that they just did yesterday... I feel like this is a good open dialogue into the insight of, you know, the psyche of Musk. Mm-hmm. And, and the psyche is important. We can see more of what's going on, what's driving this guy. Why would he choose? He didn't even take a real hit of that 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 joint. Right. And he said stuff about... Uh, well, he was, he was, he was just doing what he did. Placebo. You could say it's placebo. But, you know... Mainstream media side, screw those guys. You know they want to make it like they want to well, talk about. Yeah, they've been, they've got a vested interest. In they want to talk down. about. I it saw gets this. some clicks. It gets the mad revenue, and, yeah. and and possibly they're shorting stock, and they want to see that thing. That's what they want. Down. Their stock. You know who doesn't care about stock? Musk. He does, but he doesn't. And well, that's good. he cares enough that it keeps his company alive. He cares enough that he keeps the company alive, but not. He's not a slave to it. He he knows that he knows that the be all end all is creating a good product. That that hits that the people, market right. That people love. I like that quote he said about building something that you actually have a connection to. Well, like it's important for electric cars because electric cars are such nerdy things. Yeah. Like the Tesla. Like think about it. Like electric cars before Teslas. Like they're just the nerdiest freaking like dweeb vehicles that possibly drive. But now a Tesla, it's like it's like a cool. It's like a status symbol to have a Tesla. They make sense, mm-hmm. but. You don't have to be a nerd. Like it should be more than just nerds that have them. It should be anybody who's interested in advancement of our species. Anybody who's interested in cool cars. Anybody who's interested in in, in more higher concepts like that, like the advancement of our species. It's it's it's, it's basically a symbol. It's of, a symbol. It's a sim. It's a symbol of your uh, intellectual standing within our society. I think it's, it's like a- it's like listening to Scott Cast, but the automotive equivalent. Gosh, you know, Skycast is just really, <laughs> it's the Tesla of podcasts. It really is. You really should, if you're an early adopter. That's well, right. Master might, Charles, you're like the first person to buy a Tesla. We're going to buy you Tesla and Master Charles. No. The, no wait, that, that's the whiskey talking. Wait, hold on a second. We might get him some Ganesh stick shit, but. <laughs> Look in your uh, next couple of years. It's coming. No, it's good. No, it's good to embrace it's good to look forward. It's good to be like, I like the message of the end of the podcast. You know, love is the answer. They got a little hippie there, but I like yeah. that they're saying, you know, it's like they're connecting. It's like they were admitting to there's a greater good that both of them are trying to accomplish. And that's what we're trying to do with Scott Cast yeah. for the greater good. Yeah. We're, we're spreading, we're spreading the message of what it takes to become a civilization, to, to advance throughout the ages and, and to, and to love each other throughout and make it a good existence for everybody. That's what we are. Scott cast. Spreading our wings like eagles, baby. That's right. Like, like lizardmen eagles. Yeah. That's do us. You, yeah. Do you, what do you want? Do you want to be ruled by the Illuminati or do you want to be the Illuminati? Scott cast is the answer. If you can't beat them, join them. That's right. Brought to you by the Illuminati. We're also brought to you Unofficial by audibletrial.com forward slash Scott where you can get books on the Illuminati, get yeah. books on Elon Musk. You can get books on all these concepts, the history of electric cars, the history of cars, the history of all these crazy questions we were talking about. 
about the history of prohibition, the history of marijuana, history of street fighter games, all those kind of things. Tribalism. Tribalism. Mainstream you media. Could, you get, you, if politics. You, if you want to sound smarter than we do, audibletrial.com forward slash Scottcast is your answer. You can literally work the system. Just do it. Just do it. For enlightenment. Yeah. Meditate on it. Meditate. Books on meditation. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Might be going against. Let it, me say whatever. one thing. Let me say one thing before I wrap up. <laughs> okay. I loved how Musk. This is just an addendum, but whatever. Uh-huh. I love how he mentioned there was a guy that that is part of SpaceX that he has trusted with for the Boring Company, which uh-huh. is the underground like tunneling company they have. Sure. Digging holes for mm-hmm. society. His name was Steve Davis. Tell him, Steve Davis. Tell him, Steve Davis. About Tell him. Tell him about Scott Cast. Tell him about Scott Cast too, Steve Davis. Tell him about Scott Cast. I like that. And with the wrap up, that's a Scott Cast. Oh wait, no wait. Oh, we got a suggestion from Sabelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, And like for a way to end it, uh, I think uh, it was like, uh, "See ya, suckers." That's a Scott (laughs) Cast. Don't tell the people to f off. That's not good. Yeah, f off is too hard. But But, see ya, suckers works pretty well. See ya, suckers. See ya, suckers. (laughs) 